Hey, when does the show start? Okay, okay. One, two, three, four. It's time for four hours of intellectually immature nonsense. What's this monkey business going on today? This is the Bailey Show. Okay, let's do this. The BS. Let's go, you dumb idiots. With Bailey. I, I say I'm an idiot all the time if I screw up. Nikki D. She's Nikki D. She's an influencer. Hey. <laughs> and Nelson. Classic Nelson. This is show when the pressure was on. Son of The Bailey Show. On 98 Rock. All right. There it is. Wednesday, the 29th day of March. 2023 thanks for being here my name's jason bailey right there that is nikki d that is me hello hello there's nelson it's all of me and your phone number 916-909-0985 you can always listen on the odyssey app make sure that's downloaded on your mobile device also the baileyshow.com and on the social media at listen to the bs instagram facebook at the bailey show on the youtube what a day what a day. It's uh, you know, it was supposed to rain all day and it did not. So, you know, the weather's okay. And it's still cold. It was today was supposed to be a, a glorious day for me. Supposed to be an absolutely amazing day because I uh, officially will become a native from uh, of California, of Sacramento, native, born a and resident. raised. Resident. Resident. You keep getting that word wrong. Well, I haven't used resident. I keep using native. And I'm using resident. You're a resident. You're not a native yet. But once you're a resident, you're kind of a native. No, you're not. It's Those very, are not the same thing. It's very Christopher Columbus of you. <laughs> you <laughs> like, discover this place. It, yeah, right. Like You guys might have been here for a long time, but I'm taking all the credit. <laughs> <laughs> Be careful, Sacramento. I might poison your corn on the cob. <laughs> uh, so today was supposed to be a glorious day. I woke up in a great mood because I was closing on my, my house. Um, and then it, ju- I mean, it went south like the first hour of my eyes being open because Nikki D was a pain in my ass in the gym. And you hurt my arm. She, I hurt your arm. Yes. How did I hurt your arm? I don't know. Please specify so people don't think I'm beating all you. All these crazy things and now my arm is really hurt. I don't know what's wrong with it. Oh, me. I know what's wrong with it. You were doing them wrong. No, I wasn't. And that's what I told you. I said, we were. We were doing flies. It's not like it reinvented the gym workouts, right? <laughs> we're doing flies. She doesn't understand the concept of keeping your arms lo- not locked, but in, in one spot and hugging the barrel. She wants to do these floppy flips. And I, I kept telling her, no, stop. You're going to get hurt. You're going to get hurt if you don't focus. Because some days she focuses. Some days she doesn't focus. Some days she's lazy and sloppy. The other day she's a beast. Like yesterday she was a beast. Today she's lazy and sloppy. I was like, you know, 90-10. I can only give you 10%. You got to do the rest. <laughs> that is not why I hurt my arm. P- pulling the string back and forth did not hurt my arm. I'm pretty sure falling down, planking, or whatever I was doing is probably what hurt my arm. Well, you got to get better at that then. You know, you won't get hurt next time. We were doing uh, plank push-ups. Oh, <laughs> God in heaven. Right. Like, I'm ready to do plank push-ups. Planks are already hard <laughs> enough. You are. You're in your third week. So, anyway, so that was that. I was like, okay. You know, if you wake up and you're in a bad mood, just let me know. And you're sloppy because you ain't going. You go in your own time, not on my time. Because I, I had to get to the closing place. So this is what I've learned that the state of California, uh, California is an escrow state, which means you can buy a house, but you just don't own it until later on in the day. <laughs> right. It's the oddest thing I've ever experienced. I bought a lot of houses in my time. Never seen anything like it. But it's the way it is, and everybody's used to it. And as a new native, I have to abide by those rules. 
So, uh, so I go, sign all the paperwork. I'm power of attorney for my wife, who's back in Atlanta. Everything's good to go, straight like skull. I leave. I'm very excited. I do a little video, take a shot at the sellers of the house because they are the biggest ass jacks I've ever dealt with in my life, including their agent. And so uh, I'm like, okay, cool. I'm going to go and I'm going to plan the show for today and I'm going to do some radio and have some fun. And then afterwards, I'm going to go to my new house. It's been a disaster the entire day. A di- absolute disaster. Like, can't find your money. This person's not there. They're not want to give you that. I mean, it's been a disaster. So finally, like 30 minutes ago, Everything is good, and I can breathe out. Goose Fraba. Goose Fraba. Here's the thing. So when I'm doing the closing, and I've had this happen before, I I, I don't have the best penmanship. I'd be the first to admit that. No. Yeah. Shocker. I don't have the best penmanship. It's so bad, actually, that prior to this show being here, when Nikki and I worked together, I would handwrite what we call the show sheet, and no one could read it. <laughs> Nobody could read it. It was literally a waste of printed paper. But no one ever asked me not to do that. They just would, behind my back, say that I have bad penmanship. <laughs> we just throw it in the trash. And they, they wouldn't read it. They would, I, I, was, I thought that was very disrespectful. I would just read it off of the email. I could read that. So, you know, new times. You got to evolve and change. So I, I, I copy and paste here now so everybody can read what's what, what, I'm, what I'm planning, right? And so... Uh, so I'm, I've had this happen before. You know, you have to sign, you know, for those that have done this before, you got to sign a bunch of papers, right? It's, I mean, it's a, a nightmare. A lot of papers, like an hour worth of signing papers. And I had to do extra because, again, I'm signing for power of attorney for my wife. So you did have to double sign. It's not just like I have power of attorney. I can sign one time and we're good. Correct. Wow. That, that's what I said at the end. I go, when, it, when is this whole thing going to change where you just sit there and you lecture me for 30 minutes and tell me about every piece of paper and then you just give one signature. I don't understand why that matters. She goes, you know, I've been doing this for 30 years. Very, very nice lady. So I've been doing this for 30 years. And when I started, and she pulled a page out, and she goes, this page was six six pages. Oh. Now it's 16. Sheesh. And the reason is, is because everybody's gotten so happy. And they have to have all this fine print for every little thing so you can't go after them. Well, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. It does make sense. That we screwed sense. it up. It's our reason. Like a lot of times, we want to blame other people and other things. It's really our fault. Like we gotta be, we gotta, we gotta take a step back and go. It's our fault for a lot of things that are wrong. You know, we want to say it's his fault, it's her fault. No, it's we're part of it. We're, we're you know, we're all in the same boat. So anyway, my, she she says, can you? She alluded to making my signature uh, nicer, legible, legible. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> what is it legible for? What? Uh, so they could read it, but I am under the firm belief that a signature can be whatever you want. But they want it to at least look like your name, so that you can't come back later and say, "Oh, I didn't sign that. That's that doesn't. That's not even my name." But yep. you but you can go back in the history of my signatures, and you see it's the same thing. It hasn't changed. I mean, I've been signing stuff like this for gazillion years, and that's how they would bring it up in court. Okay. That's nice. Yeah, that That's doesn't fancy. matter. You should see mine's way worse than that. I do even less letters. But I don't think this is bad. I think this I is. I like it. It's fancy pants. Let it me is. See. It's fancy pants. I like because it's a crisp Y and a solid J. You don't I like know the solid what J. that says. It says that does I not that say a name. I know, his, I know his name. It says Jason Bailey. I know no, that, it doesn't. Well, the only reason I reckon. <laughs> it says lines and squiggles is what it says. That does not say a name. It doesn't even say a first name. 
That's the only reason I can recognize his because he makes a big J like I make. Wow, yours says nothing either. That's, that's my initials. That's that Joshua that. Nelson. Yeah, yeah it does initials. not. Yeah. yeah, it does. <laughs> yeah. But the point of it is, is when, okay, so you go back and sue for why it's not legible. Uh, uh, they'd bring it up in court and they would take a record of your handwriting. And a handwriting expert would go, yeah, that's his that's his signature. It doesn't matter. You can't read this all the letters. This is signature. See, you can at least know that it's my name. Oh, I'm sorry. Declaration of Independence. Mm-hmm. What is that? It, uh, Ted, 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 what's your first name? Ted, 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 Tedril. Tedril Tetris Wooten. So that's his signature. At least you can make out that this is my name. I am who I say I am. I can't come back later and say, I didn't sign it. That's not my name. This is my name. That's, you all signatures don't even say your name. That's what I ordered at McCooney the other night, a Tedril. No, oh, it's really good. <laughs> it's really good. <laughs> Don't give him a clap. That's funny. So she, she alluded to the fact to, to sign more legible. Right? Mm-hmm. And I've had this happen before. And I actually get offended by it. Some of the best signatures in forever and ever have been little scribble scribbles. Like mm-hmm. if you ever watch Pawn Stars, they have to authenticate them. Mm-hmm. You know, they're like, well, we don't know. Maybe somebody copied them. And it could just be a little scratchy scratch. Uh, so I'm not changing for the world. I'm key. Uh, like if there's one thing that I'm going to keep and I'm not going to tweak or evolve for the world is my signature. Cause how, how do you, and that's another thing at 47, how do you change your signature? I was just about to ask, what did you do? Well, I didn't do anything. I, I fought the system. <laughs> I fought the man. I rage against, the I, I raged against the title machine. <laughs> you just kept on signing how you've been signing. Well, when I, when she first said it, here, this is actually kind of funny. When she first said it, I was like, okay, maybe I should do something, but I don't know how to write legibly. So I tried it a little bit and it was bad. Like it was like squiggly, <laughs> right? So then I, the next, because I could see out of the corner of her eyes, she was paying attention to see mm-hmm. if I was, I was listening to her. <laughs> and so the next time I did it, I, I, I just slowed down. But oh. I still did the same signature just in slower motion. <laughs> <laughs> like I was spending more time to make it legible. So to satisfy this nice lady, because I understand where she was coming from, I guess. But I, I just don't think that you should, um, uh, you should, t- uh, like, you I don't, don't think your signature should be legible. Right. Like, I, I don't get offended by much. I'm not, when I say offended, I shouldn't say offended, but I don't get irritated or, or rubbed the wrong way. I got a very thick skin, so very lo- bulletproof for the most part. But the signature thing bothers me. And this is the second time. It's not the only the second, second time in this kind of scenario, but I've had people tell me uh, numerous times, like about, you know, your signature sloppy, your signature. Signatures are supposed to be sloppy, they're supposed to be your stamp, your mark. It's supposed to be a representation of you. That's just where my hand goes. It's muscle memory. I don't purposely make it this awesome. My hand does it. It's definitely not awesome at all. <laughs> not at all. I mean, I, I couldn't even, you know, like, look at that. It's just, I, I, that was, I wasn't even thinking about it. My but hand did it. it is. My hand is like in the Munsters. You know, okay. it just, da 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 the Adams itself. family. Or the Adams family. Thank you, Melissa. See? Same thing. Three times in a row. Three times in a row. It says nothing. It says my name, of course. Yep. Well, it doesn't say your name to me. It just says squiggly lines, squiggly lines. There's not even an A in there. So you, you can't even be like, well, the first two letters. It's nothing. It's Jason Bailey. Should yeah. I try maybe put the Matthew in there? 
Oh no. Oh, I like oh, that. Oh, let no. me see. Oh no. no. No, that's even worse. That's getting out of control. <laughs> that's even worse. <laughs> all right. Uh donations are pouring in from all kinds of celebrities for the victims of the Nashville shooting. Uh, there was an interesting article that I was reading as more details come out regarding the horrible, horrible human being that went into that school. And uh, as everybody debates, which we all knew was going to happen, everybody's right, everybody's wrong, everybody's wrong, everybody's right. Uh, there is one thing I think that, if implemented, could possibly light a fire under certain people's butts. Let's just put it that way. Okay. So think about that here in a minute. It's 916-909-0985. That's your phone number. You're going to start us off. It's the BS on 98 Rock. I couldn't even imagine being the Nashville police chief, John Drake, minding his own business on a Monday. This terrible tragedy takes place in his backyard where six innocent people, three being nine-year-old children at this private Christian school, lose their lives because of what we still don't know why this crazy female person did, right? Like why she did it. Um, But I can't imagine, like he's just got to do press conference after press conference. And you can just kind of look at this guy and you're just like, this guy's tired. He is, but he's he's still doing his best. He's out, he's talking, he's giving people news, what they want to know, so I commend him. Oh, he's doing a great job. Well, yeah. the, the the entire department did a good job. I mean, as as tough as it is to watch the body cam footage, uh, these guys are soldiers. I mean, they, they went in in 13 minutes. Uh, the the problem was solved. There could have been. I know it's in retrospect. You know, 2020. Like, well, could it could have been much worse, without yes. a doubt. If they did, if they didn't act as fast as they did, uh, that's what I said yesterday. I mean, if you want to look at one of these videos and I know people go, well, don't talk about the shooter because there'll be copycats. There's truth to that. I get it. If anything, you know, nobody says, look at this body cam footage, be a cop, you know, be somebody that saves lives. Absolutely. Be on the good guy side. Cause that's what they did. They, they were, they were amazing, you know, and they were in there 13, what was it like 13 minutes, 13, 14 minutes. They were in and out. And they're the example of why, especially back in my day, people wanted to be cops. Little kids, when I grew up, they wanted to be cops because of the, the cool aspect of cops going in, regulating, and keeping people safe. Yeah, and that's, that's so you should look at that. Yeah. Like that, you know? So they, uh, as the police chief said, they determined that the, the shooter had seven firearms from five different local gun stores. Of course, the firearm debate comes up. Look, I'm a responsible firearm owner. Uh, I'm very much pro-responsible firearm ownership. Uh, and that's why I never, and I, I've said this a million times over again, maybe not on this show, but uh, I don't understand why responsible firearm owners don't want there to be red flag laws. I don't understand it. Like, it makes us look bad for those that lock their guns up from their kids, those that go to the range, those that clean the guns, those that know how to load and unload, those that know not to point the gun at something. You know, like, the responsible firearm owners why would we not? Why would you not want there to be some kind of, hey, this person's nuts. Let's not give them a firearm because all it does is create this big media uh, circus of take guns away. Like assault rifles. You know, I know at one time they were banned in the United States. I highly doubt they're ever going to be banned again because what happens is if you take those away, people that are firearm owners and pro, pro gun are going to say, what's next? Right. That, that's that's the argument. And, and they have an argument. 
Uh, there's no doubt. So just cutting that off, I don't know, is the solution. What do I know, right? But I do know that if somebody's got mental issues like this, this, this girl, I mean, they knew nothing. Law enforcement knew nothing about the treatment that she was getting. But you know who did know? Her parents knew. Her parents knew. Yeah, her parents knew. And even though she legally purchased these guns because of the laws that we have now in the books, you know, and I think it's a lot of HIPAA laws that you can't, you know, dig into somebody's mental uh, health or medical, medical health, yeah. and all that stuff, but they were legally purchased. So she, she bought the guns the right way. She was old enough. She's 28 years old. But her parents knew that she had weapons. They thought that she got rid of them. If you know your kid is, is troubled upstairs and you know that they had a gun, don't you think you should be, and they're still, and they're living at home at 28? I mean, that's a red flag in itself. But again, that goes back to her. Okay, she is 28. How much policing of her could her parents have done? I'm sure, and, and I'm, I don't want to blame her parents, but I'm sure they had no idea that she was going to go out and shoot and kill kids and, and other people. I don't think they thought that at all. Of course, nobody thinks that their kid's going to do that until they do it. But... Blaming the parents and charging the parents, something that we don't do, you know, we're starting to charge drug dealers for people's overdoses, which I think is a great idea. If their parents, if the parents knew she had firearms and knew that she wasn't responsible enough to have them and they're living under her roof, even though she's an adult. Then well, I don't what know. are they supposed to do though? Even if if you if you go to a child Turn and, it, and in this case she's grown and say, "Oh, you can't have this gun because you're not mentally stable or whatever," and she's like, "I can have whatever I want." As as a parent, all they could do is kick her out. But there's nothing else really that they could do to her. She's an adult. I don't know. It's not the same as you having a child under your roof with weapons and they going out killing people. Then you have control of that. But she was a grown adult. Her parents couldn't do much. I, I wouldn't let my son if he lived under my roof. He's not responsible enough to have a firearm. He's almost twenty-two. I wouldn't let. I wouldn't let it happen. Yeah, but what would you do? Kick him out, right? No, I'd probably beat him up. No, you would not. <laughs> no, you would not. You would kick him out. This the most that you could do. And, and you said something else that I'm wondering about. You said the police didn't know. Do we have something in place where police knows when somebody's on a mental health list and they no. have weapons? No, that's the argument. Okay, so that's the argument is that you know the the. Don't dig into my personal life, but it's okay that I have a cell phone and I signed up for Facebook and I'm on Twitter and, you know, I have no problem giving my social security number over the phone to order a pizza. Uh, we don't want anybody to know about our personal life for these things. Look, you know, it, our privacy has gone. <laughs> it went away after 2001. We all signed off on it. When the Patriot Act, uh, Patriot Act was signed and we're all good with it because of the times that we were under, you know, throwing conspiracy theory there. So your privacy has gone. You're not living off the grid. No one, no one, everybody knows who you are. You, you know? Exactly. So the idea of saying, okay, I, you know, I, I don't want them to know this much about me, you know, my guns and stuff. If anything, you should think the opposite, you know, and I'm in the, like, I'm with you. Like I'm the firearm guy. Like I, I've got numerous firearms. I like going shooting. I like guns as a responsible firearm owner. And I hate when these stories happen because all you hear is how bad firearms are, how bad guns are. Well, the, it's the people with it's the guns. It's the people with the guns. It's I was the, just going to say that. It's the people with the guns. How do you get those, you know, you, you can't, there's no way you're going to be able to ban guns from everybody. Yeah, but they're going to have to implement something. You got to do something new. You got to do something innovative, right? You got to do something that's not been done before. Mm -hmm. And I mean, the same way police have 
the the right to scan your tag and see if you don't have insurance or something on your car. They should be able to flag somebody who's currently being treated for mental health having guns. Oh, by the way, that should definitely be implemented. That's another thing. Your privacy is going when you get your driver's license. Oh yes, and your, <laughs> and, and and your and your health insurance. Absolutely. And your blockbuster cards, <laughs> and when you sign up for Netflix. Gone. <laughs> That's how I got got. Have you ever met somebody that thinks that their privacy is safe because yes. they don't do certain things? Yes. Yeah. My mom's like that, you know, because she's new to this tech stuff. And she's like, uh, she's like, they called me and asked me for my phone number. And I was like, or no, they, they didn't call her. They emailed me and asked me for my phone number. And I was like, that's not happening. Well, <laughs> how did they email you? Well, they, they talked to me through Facebook. I'm like, so you're talking to them on Facebook where they see your profile. Yeah, and it says where you live. Yeah, but that doesn't mean I'm giving him my phone number. <laughs> like in her mind, like her phone number is going to it's a secret. exploit all of her dark, <laughs> deadly secrets. <laughs> That's why I'm not even listed in the phone book anymore. Mom, they don't make phone books anymore. <laughs> oh, Jace, stop that. Anyway, all right. Uh, Aftershock Pass is coming here at the end of this hour in about 20 minutes if you want to stick around. You don't know Jeff is the game we'll play. First uh, first round of headlines. Nikki D, what do you got? I'm going to tell you how the community is banding together for a local team and why, once again, people are mad with Ken Jennings. Uh, oh, that's good. The Jeopardy and the Jeopardy stuff. It's yeah. clever. All right, first round of headlines. Get learned a little bit here in a minute. It's the BS on 90 Rock. Stand by for news. News, 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 news. It's time for today's top two. Headlines. Read all about it, baby. Extra, extra. Read all about first round of headlines. Nikki D, please. A Modesto teen had this to say about her stolen wheelchair. H. That's what I rely on. My source of mobility. Just like a car. It's like someone's legs just taken away from them. Like someone didn't have a leg. How would they move? It's basically how it is for me. Michaela Herrera, she's a local teen here in Modesto. Um, she was getting ready to go to school Monday morning. They had been out on spring break for the week. And as her mom went out to get her wheelchair off the porch, because that's where she charges it at, she noticed that it was missing. So she kind of looked around, maybe thinking that it was moved. And then they realized that somebody had stolen Michaela's wheelchair. Now, Michaela has what's known as brittle bone disease. So she cannot walk. She uses her wheelchair for all of her mobility. And she's a senior this year at Modesto High School. So they went uh, on the news and kind of reached out to ask for help. Anybody seen? her wheelchair anywhere to call the police they did not find it but they did start a gofundme and this was the coolest part of the story to me is they were requesting thirty three thousand from the gofundme and somebody anonymously donated twenty thousand dollars oh that's sweet it was she's already raised her funds that she's asked for and actually exceeded it she has about thirty five thousand now i wonder if she's gonna do the she's probably gonna get rims well, she does have it customized. She has her name in the yeah. back. She has like some glitter Badass. siding on the wheelchair. So, you want you know what I do if I were in a wheelchair and somebody stole it? What? I'd steal one of those scooters at Walmart. That's not going to help. But I'd replace it, and I wouldn't have to pay for it. And those things are cool and fun. Well, mm. the scooters at Walmart only go so far. Once you get so far away from whatever their little charging thing is, they turn off. Well, you got to know how to rig it up. Jimmy rig it, yeah. Oh my gosh, you don't steal from Walmart. <laughs> We've gone in 60 seconds, too, and it's just about those things. <laughs> I've, I've got to get Eleanor, <laughs> the, the souped-up Walmart scooter. Well, that's very nice. That's good. That is good. And it's horrible, though, like to, to whoever stole like it. So 
Yeah. I'm glad it turned out well for but, her. But you wonder, okay, so it's such an odd thing to steal, right? Exactly. An electric wheelchair, right? Mm-hmm. Motorized wheelchair. motorized wheelchair. So those are expensive. They're not cheap. And so this poor family has it. But, you know, I don't see somebody selling it on the black market. Maybe they stole it because they needed it. But what did they need it for? Because they only found one piece of it, which was the handlebar, which turns it around. So it's like somebody stole it just to tear it up. Yeah, they're parting it out. It's like cars. Oh. What kind of parts can you get from a wheelchair? I don't, I don't know. I'm not in the wheelchair parting business, but I'm sure there's a black market for everything, right? I guess so. All right, second headline. Jeopardy host Ken Jennings slammed for questionable ruling, H2. After the Last Supper, Jesus traveled to this garden to pray and was arrested there. Kevin. What is the Garden of Gethsemane? No. Tamara. What is Gethsemane? Yeah, we just needed the N, Gethsemane. That's correct. Mm. People are so outraged by the audio that you just heard because when you listen to it, the Garden of Gethsemane, it doesn't matter how you say it. It doesn't matter how you pronounce it. The man clearly said the right answer. And Ken Jennings is like, no, we needed the N in Gethsemane. Like, uh, what, what, what is it? God, what? How do you pronounce it for real? I got it. No, what is it? Oh, it's where Jesus went to pray. Oh, I knew that. I was just making sure. You didn't know what it was. <laughs> the gar- the question- Garden of Gethsemane. The Garden of Yosemite. Like Yosemite Sam. Not Yosemite. No. But that's what what the first guy sounded like he had a T at the end of the word he said, and that he's gotta you've gotta pronounce it correctly on Jeopardy. No, he didn't. I So what why is he getting heat? Because he picked the wrong person? Because he's saying that the lady pronounced it right when if if you want to go by these rules, he's saying she didn't pronounce it right either. I feel like the first guy pronounced it closest to what it's supposed Play to it be. Play it again? Play it's, hold on for a second. It's called Garden of Yosemite. And I have the Yosemite. Do you want to hear the pronunciation first? Yeah. Like like Jepet, like Je, Je, what's the guy's name? Geppetto. Geppetto. Not Geppetto. Uh-huh. All right. Or Jumanji. Like Jumanji. This okay. is how it's Got supposed it. to be said. Right. Okay. Gethsemane. 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 Oh, like mm-hmm. Gethsemane. Starts with a G. You keep doing a T though. It's Gethsemane. 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 There you go. Knee. knee. We need that knee, which is what he said All at right. the end. Let me hear the people. After the Last Supper, Jesus traveled to this garden to pray and was arrested there. Kevin. What is the Garden of Gethsemane? No. Tamara. What is Gethsemane? Yeah, we just needed the N. She said Jeff. She said Jeff. She said Jeff. She's wrong. He pronounced it the most correct way. Who the hell is Jeff (laughs) Semini? She said it way wrong. (laughs) Well, yeah, I agree. So that's why people are pissed off with him because they're saying that he's making these bogus rulings on Jeopardy that are whack. They both should be wrong. Like, neither one of them should have got it. Well, Mm -hmm. I think the first guy should have got it. You knew exactly what he meant and what he said. Well, you know what she meant, too, unless you know a Jeff Semity. She said (laughs) Jeff. (laughs) Some guy in the audience goes, wow, me? Did I win? (laughs) Who are you? I'm Jeff Semity. Nah, Uh, he got to get it together. Who wants to go to Aftershock? Me, me, me. All right, uh, Guns N' Roses, Tool, Biscuit, Godsmack, Pantera, 311, Avenged Sevenfold, more, 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 more. Here in Sacramento Discovery Park, October 5th to the 8th. I've got two General Mission weekend passes. Doesn't that sound fun? Very fun. All right. Courtesy of Danny Wimmer presents AfterShockFestival.com. The game is you don't know Jeff. He is our five-time, 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 five-time world heavyweight Jeopardy champion of the world. That has won well over six figures on Jeopardy. Smartest man I know. You can either take him as your partner or you can take... Team Bailey D. Team Bailey D. We ready. Yeah, we've done not 
bad. We've been doing pretty good. <laughs> we've we done not that bad. We've been doing pretty good. We're pretty smart. She should pick us, I think. <laughs> All right. So uh, if you want in on this, 916-909-0985. 916-909-0985. That's your phone number. You don't know Jeff here next. Thanks for listening. It's the BS on 98 Rock. Someone's going to get these questions right. And it's not going to be Bailey or Nikki D. You don't seem like a super genius. That's why the game's called You Don't Know Jeff. Call now to play. 916-909-0985. You Don't Know Jeff on the BS. He is a five-time, 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 five-time World Heavyweight Jeopardy champion. He is our friend Jeopardy Jeff, the smartest man I know. Winning well over six figures back in the day, day on Jeopardy. Jeopardy Jeff, welcome to the BS for your third run at You Don't Know Jeff. How are you, buddy? I'm doing all right. Glad to be back as always, ready to continue the winning streak. All right. Hopefully this will work. <laughs> we can see him now, so it'll be uh, like he's in the room with us. Yeah. Up for grabs, Aftershock Passes, Discovery Park, October 5th through the 8th here in Sacramento. Guns N' Roses, 311, Pantera, Limp Bizkit, Avenged Sevenfold, Tool, Corn, and more, uh, courtesy of Danny Wimmer Presents. All right, so simple, simple trivia. Well, not simple. Trivia questions will be asked to us. It's Team Bailey D with myself and Nikki. Yes. And then it's Team Jeopardy Jeff. You can pick whichever one you think is going to win. <laughs> it's obviously going to be I us. bet on us. And Nelson will uh, ask the question. So mm-hmm. let's see here. Is this Destery? Is that your name? Yes, sir. That's it. Destery. D-E-S-T-E-R-Y. Destery? You bet. That's the coolest name I've ever heard. Why is your name Destery? <laughs> uh, my parents were hippies, and they loved the movie Destry Rides Again. Excellent. You you sound like a G.I. Joe figure. Like Destry. I, I was in the G.I. Joe. So, you, you, yeah. were, you were in, in the G.I. Joe. Okay. That's you were in the movie? No, no, no. no oh, you was into G.I. Joe. He was in it. He was into in, him. Yeah, okay, he was okay. in a guy named Joe. Oh, but we don't no. want to get into that story. <laughs> okay, so who do you want to play with, Jeopardy Jeff or Team Bailey D? Oh, it's got to go Jeopardy Jeff. Oh, well, thanks, oh, for, thanks for the confidence. All right, hang on. So that means, uh, is this Danielle? Yes. Where are you call? Me. Where are you calling from, Danielle? I'm in Rescue. Rescue. Res- rescue. Mm-hmm. Rescue. Yeah. Rescue. Rescue. Where's Rescue? Yeah. Where's Rescue? It's up by Cameron Park. Oh, that sounds like a fun place to go. Do you ever get stranded? Nope. Oh. No, I don't. <laughs> uh, makes sense if you did. Okay, so you get uh, you get me and Nikki D. Sorry about that, but you get us. But we'll do our best, okay? Sounds good. All right, you're going to hang on the phone. Thank you for listening, by the way. All right, uh, Nikki D., your buzz in. Faith. And mine's going to be, woo! Yes. Right, so whenever Ready. you hear those, Nelson, mm-hmm. it's Team Bailey D. We talk it out. Jeopardy Jeff, your buzz? Bat. Bat. All right. <laughs> All right. You like it better that we can see each other? Yeah, it's nice. Yeah. I don't it's remember you that. not having hair. Is that true? Yeah, I had, well, I, like, when we were on before, I, I had hair and then I didn't have hair. I shaved it, like, mid, mid run. So you choose to look like that? I, well, no. (laughs) I choose to, I choose to look like this rather than having the little, you know, side piece here. That, that would be worse. I didn't know if you were auditioning for Lex Luthor or something. Yeah, right. Exactly. Charlie Brown. Charlie Brown. Okay. Uh, All right, Nelson, here we go. Uh, Nikki, you and I got Danielle. Destery's got Jeopardy Jeff. We lost two weeks in a row, but I think we're going to win this week. All right, go ahead. In the category of technology, 
a malicious program which replicates itself to spread to other computers. Whoa! Bailey D? That is definitely a virus. A virus. Yes. Yeah, virus. We're looking for... Virus. Let's go. Out the gate. I'm looking for virus. Where are you at, Jeff? That's like right up in your I, squisher. I had bot going through my head, and I knew that wasn't right, so oh. I just couldn't come up with Damn. it. Damn. That means we're smarter than yes. him, at least for one question. All right. Staying with technology, a hardware device that connects a computer to a broadband network has... Okay. Bailey D? That would be a... Hard mo- drive. No, a modem. A modem? See, we ain't hear, finished hearing it. He said connect us to something. I know, trust me. Modem? Yeah. All right. All right. Well, we'll go with a modem. I almost worked at Best Buy once. Oh, wow. <laughs> okay. We're going to go with modem. Modem is correct. Whoa. Look Get at you. up. Stand up. Okay. I'm going to spot you a couple. Well, <laughs> spot us. It's our handicap. <laughs> All right. I, I kind of guessed. <laughs> you started to make me second guess my answer. All right, go ahead. In the category of viral moments. Oh. A choreographed dance sequence at any point. Jason Bailey. Bailey flash, D. Flash mob. That's what it's called, a flash mob. I was trying to think what it was. That's it. Is that your final answer? Yeah. Yeah. That's <laughs> Yelling it today. Get up, what up, That's shut funny. up. Da, 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 da. He you can hear me, right? Choice, then, yeah. You can hear him, right? Everything's fine on yeah. your end? Yeah, I've only buzzed in once, and I, you know, okay. I was a little late. So. Okay, so you're just not smart right now. Just, you can hear I'm just it. slow today. I'm, I'll pick it up. I'll okay. pick it up. But there's I, no te- I got a hooked estuary up for tickets. There's you know? no there's no technical issues, right? I don't want this to. I don't to- think so. Okay. I don't think so. Did you lose brain cells after your last head shave? <laughs> Possibly. All right. All right. 3-0, right? 3-0. All right, let's up. go. In 2016, this viral trend had kids standing still. While- Team Bailey D. That the would mannequin be- challenge. No, it's planking. He said they were standing still like mannequins. It was a mannequin challenge. There was no such thing as a mannequin challenge. Yes, there was. Okay, we'll go with we'll go with what you say. Mannequin challenge. I'm saying a mannequin challenge. All right, that's a mannequin challenge. Mannequin challenge right. is just like I thought. No, you were trying to go against what I'm saying. We built this Talk about city. planking. Yeah. What is that? It's French for mannequin challenge. Oh, please. <laughs> it was a little earlier planking. <laughs> That's why we're on a team. Exactly. Okay. Jeff, you can play whenever you want, dude. I mean, I'm, I'm working on it. I'm I mean, like, some good categories. It's one thing if we win, but if you like get crushed, this bit <laughs> has know. no credibility <laughs> whatsoever. Yeah, I know. We'll mm-hmm. make it a game. All right. In the category of mountains, mm-hmm. Everest might be king of the land. Woo! Team Bailey oh, D. Kilimanjaro. What? What is that? It's um, exactly. Let me handle this one. Kilimanjaro. I didn't even get to hear the question. I don't know. I'm gonna go with my with my with my teammates. Kilimanjaro. Kilimanjaro. God, this guy's good. Mm. Oh, See, that's didn't even you're <laughs> ripping off my gimmick. I did. Yeah, yeah, I ripped you off there. Sorry. Keep your own. Go find ahead. your own gimmicks. <laughs> Would you like to hear the rest of the question, Jeopardy Jeff? Yes, please. You're going land and something else. So Everest. Everest might be king of the land. But the real highest peaks in the world start counting their height from where? From the uh, ocean floor. And that would be correct. Oh. I, 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 I didn't hear that answer because I didn't hear That's a buzz because in. you didn't let him finish. No, I didn't hear your answer because there was oh. no buzz in. But uh, maybe it's my ears. I don't know. Maybe I'm getting old. Sorry. <laughs> All right. So he's got a, bo- a point. He's got a point. Right. Four to one. Staying with mountains. What mm. mountain range is the Matterhorn a part of? Matt, Shepherd and Jeff. <laughs> That'd be the Alps. Alps, of course. The Alps is yeah. 
to write back. Shit. I knew that. Not really. <laughs> right, give me something fun again. Okay. Give me modems and stuff. How about alcohol? Oh, there wow, you go. I'm okay. alcohol. In the category of alcohol, a Moscow mule consists Whoa. of... Damn it, I got oh into it Oh, my gosh. I didn't, even, I didn't even think about it. It was the body of just... It consists of, let's just say ginger beer, because we don't know what he's going to ask out of the ingredients. That's well, the most odd one. I think he's going to ask for all the ingredients. So, I, but it, uh, it's, it's, I make mine with vodka, ginger, ginger beer. beer, and uh, yeah, ginger, ginger beer and vodka. But I think the way you really make it is with gin. Oh, I do think people make it with gin. So gin is the answer. Gin and ginger beer. Gin and ginger beer. All right. Gin and ginger beer. That's mm, uh, my bad. Correct. Would you like to hear the rest of the question, Jeopardy? Yes, Jeff? I would. I was thinking. You don't have to ask him that. Just go ahead and say it. Of course yeah, you want just to. say it. A Moscow mule consists of vodka, ginger beer, and lime served chilled in a copper mug. What liquor could be subbed in to make a Kentucky mule? Oh. oh. That would be bourbon. Oh. That would be incorrect. That's tricky. <laughs> wasn't in too fast, tricky partner. Tricky Yeah, I know. Sorry. I like the way you worded that. Keep that up. Yeah, <laughs> that's clever, wasn't it? That was good. I appreciate that. Done. What four-letter anise-flavored spirit is considered by many ah. to be Jeopardy Jeff? That'd be Uzo. This guy. How does he know? Dang, I don't know what that. God, is. he was he was he was just playing with us. He was slow playing us. Now we're tied. <laughs> playing some mental shell game with our heads. I just had to warm up, you know. <laughs> tied up four piece. Four up. Four up. Okay. In the category of parenting. Oh. Mm, I'm a parent. Let's go. This diaper brand claims more. Faith. Huggies. I was going to say Huggies, go ahead, too. Baby. There you go. <laughs> we just going to go with Huggies. Huggies. That's your answer. Yeah, Huggies. Huggies is incorrect. Yes! You got to hear the rest of the question. Jeopardy Jeff, I... this diaper brand claims more second-time mothers choose them. Oh, I know what it is. Oh, I'll go Pampers. Yeah, of course. Dang. There's only two. Check the Pampers. Oh, no, oh. not Pampers. Okay, we can. No. But woo. Oh, Bailey, no, it's over. Uh, no, it's not. <laughs> oh, you can't steal back. Okay, I guess we can't steal back. Can't? Yeah, oh. I thought we could. I, we could I forgot the rules. What is it? The answer is second time mothers choose loves. Oh, loves, loves, loves. Dang. I was gonna say Pampers too. Sick. My children are too old. I don't remember that stuff. And I didn't start, I, didn't, I wasn't around my kids when they were in diapers, so. I mean, not that I was a bad dad, I'm a stepdad for those of <laughs> <laughs> you. Yeah, you might want to clarify that. <laughs> Newborns practice their head-holding skills by having this kind of floor time. Faith. Daily D. Floor time. Um, stomach. Laying on their stomach. Mm, I'm looking for a more specific word than that. Um, it's like something. It's probably like some baby word, like coodling or something. Mm-mm. What is 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 them laying on their stomach, four, sticking their feet out? Three, it's it is called something. Two, <laughs> one, swimming. That's our answer. Swimming. Swimming would be incorrect. Yeah. Okay. Like, I guess. What kind of time are well, we looking for, Jeopardy Jeff? Clearly, it's planking. Is that right? No way. Oh, do you know not know the answer? Is that his answer? Planking. Yeah, I don't have any idea. We're looking for alliteration in that answer. Tummy time. Tummy time is what it's actually called. It is known as tummy time. Is that like tummy sticks? I don't know what a tummy stick is. Really? Uh Uh-uh. 
<laughs> oh God, I don't like the way you laugh. When you, <laughs> you don't want to know. I don't like the way you laugh when you say that. Hey, after this game is over, if anybody wants to invite Nelson to go play tummy sticks, I would welcome that phone. Oh no. <laughs> no, 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 no! I don't even want to. I don't even want to think of that. Mm. All right, what's the score? We're still tied. Uh, four, four to piece. four. Yeah, we got some time. Go. We are lousy parents. Let's go on. <laughs> In the category of movies, oh. Dracula, dead and loving it. Naked Gun and Airplane are among this actor's credits. Woo! Bailey Dean. That is, uh, what's his name? Leslie. Um, Leslie Nielsen. Leslie Nielsen. Leslie Nielsen? Yes, that is the actor that we're looking for. Leslie Nielsen is correct. You didn't even sign off on it, but I knew. I, I said Leslie Nielsen. Like, okay, that's yeah. what we're going with. Not, yeah, it's Nielsen, not Nelson. Nielsen? That's Nelson. Nelson. No, yeah, this is Nelson over here. Yeah. Actor Anthony Daniels is best known for playing what? Star Wars character. Faith. Team Bailey D. Luke. Luke. No, um, it's not Luke Skywalker. Anthony Daniels played C3PO. Oh, C3PO. Yes. He didn't play Dark Vader? No, he did, did not. You say right. Dark was, Vader? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. C3PO. C3PO is. Let's go. Yeah. We don't I was hoping he'd miss that because I knew it. I just didn't get in in time. So good job. C3PO is correct. Yeah. In the category of food. This dish consists of gravy, cheese, and french fry. Jeopardy, Jeff. Poutine. Oh, you are correct. Yeah. Yes, he is. I, I wouldn't have even known. I, I forget how to say that word every single time. Poutine. Mm-hmm. Poutine. Never Poutine. 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 Gravy, cheese, curds, and potatoes or yeah. fries. Have you ever eaten poutine? I have not eaten poutine. Oh, you should try it. Who makes it? It's really good. Uh, I can't tell you. <laughs> Well, Just go know. to Canada. Go to Canada. <laughs> uh, hey, by the way, Nelson, next time you go out and ask for tummy sticks, also ask for a side of poutine. Oh, <laughs> oh no, 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 no. Just, just make sure you have your lawyer's number available. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Still in the category of food, the most popular brand of cream cheese in the United Wait. States. That's Team Bailey Dean. That is Philadelphia. Philadelphia. That would be correct. I want to yes. recount. Named after which city? And that is Philadelphia. Oh, I knew that too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's mm-hmm. seven to five. We have 60 seconds. In the category of world history, who is the king of the Olympian gods in Roman mythology? Whoa! Team Bailey Dean. That is Zeus. Blech. That Definitely is Zeus. what you're going with? Yeah. yeah. That is incorrect. Mm. What? In Roman mythology. Roman mythology. Be. Oh. Um, Four. I'm gonna I'm gonna run out of time. Three. I don't know. Two. Jupiter, Jupiter, Jupiter. Really? Mm-hmm. The term "blitz" usually refers to the German bombing of which city? Woo! Team Bailey D. Krieg. The German in Germany. Blitzkrieg. Uh, say say um. Frankfurt. Frankfurt. Okay. Yeah. Frank- I don't even know what you're talking about. Frankfurt. Frankfurt. Yeah. Frankfurt is incorrect. <sighs> it's Krieg. The answer is London. Jeopardy Jeff, the Blitz of London, yes. <laughs> if you'd let me finish, it's not necessarily pronounced that. In Germany, it's pronounced London. Oh. London. L- right. London. Yeah. Well, yeah, in real Germany, old, old Germany. OG. In the category of animals, what type of turtle is unable to retract its head into its shell? Woo! Team Bailey D. A... Sea turtle, sea turtle, sea turtle. Sea okay, a sea turtle. Sea turtle, sea turtle, sea, sea turtle. turtle sounds sea good. Sea turtle is correct. Oh! I gotta tell you, Look Jeff. 
Every once thought. in a while it happens. Yes, yes, yes. You had a two-week streak, buddy. Yes, oh, yes, no. yes. But with a score of eight to six, Team Bailey D wins. <laughs> All right, congrats. Oh. Hold on. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Hey, Destry, how do you feel now taking Jeff and not us? <laughs> not so good about it. Uh, I know. Mm. Sorry. Sorry, Destry. Sorry. Still love you, brother, but sorry about that. All right, we'll let you go. <laughs> Danielle, how do you feel taking Bailey D? You're feeling smart. You probably didn't even want us at first, did you? No, you were my first choice. Oh, she, was, she was. She was. So she was sweet. down with us from the beginning. All right. Well, congratulations. You got aftershock passes. Uh, and all honestly, uh, honestly, I think we got lucky. <laughs> yeah, because Jeff was like a little sleep today. I know. I don't know if it was a technical thing or what. The head shave. I was thinking about going to the electric chair. I don't know what's going on. But um, we got lucky. So, our luck, your treasure. Right? Is that what it's called? Yeah. So you got aftershock passes. So we'll see you out there October 5th to the 8th, Discovery Park, Sacramento. Yep. Thank you so much. All right. Thank you for listening, Danielle. We appreciate it. Thanks, of course. All right. Hang on. Hang on. God, everybody sounds so nice. They are. Jeff, I got to tell you, you got to move to Sacramento. Everybody's so sweet. Except for I, the people. That's what I understand. Except for the people that just sold me this house. They're the only hey, not my- sweet people in town. Well, my grandmother, when I was little, lived in Yuba City, which isn't too far from there. So I've been I've been there a few times. It's just been before y'all were born. <laughs> mm. All right, brother. Uh, it happens. We got lucky. Thank you for your time. Go back to vice president of your university in Texas. Follow Jeopardy Jeff on the Facebook. Just search for Jeopardy Jeff and give him a follow and tell him how much you love his haircut. All right, buddy. Yep. We'll Thanks. see you. <laughs> Bye, Jeff. Bye. Next week. Bye. Can I leave this meeting and I still be on the radio? Yeah. All right. Cool. Mm-hmm. All right, that's excellent. Nicely done. Okay, uh, nice high five. Let's go. Yeah, let's Team go. Bailey Team D. Bailey. We got to come up with some like cool chants and stuff. Oh, yeah, that's good. Yeah, some hype stuff. Nobody saw that coming. I can tell you they that didn't. right now. <laughs> this is going to, if you're, well, hold on, let me preface it. If you plan on living for the next eight years, if you don't, just turn the radio off. All right, but if you plan on being around for at least another eight years, you want to listen to what I have to say because some guy that used to work at Google, is like this master predictor guy. He's an engineer. He's got some really possibly good news if you're into this kind of stuff. That's only if you're planning on living for eight more years. <laughs> right. It's the BS on 98 Rock. If you plan on living for another eight years, which I'm assuming you do. I hope so. Yeah, me too. I'd miss you. Would you? I really would. Aww. I don't know if I'd miss going to Mel's with you after your attitude last night, but oh, I'd miss I you just in general. Uh, that's good news. A former Google engineer has made a stark realization that humans will achieve immortality in eight years. And 86% of his 146 predictions have been correct. I don't know if getting 86 out of 147 makes me believe everything you say. It doesn't make me believe most of the things that you probably say. I don't know why they put that in this story. Like, they should have, you know, slanted it to the point where it's to his advantage. Right, like he gets more right than wrong and maybe left out the actual numbers. Right, like, yeah, he's 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 really good at predicting stuff. Right, he J- predicted this and this and this and not what he didn't. Instead of saying 86%, like, just... Just just ten percent or so shy of a hundred percent right on all of his addiction, <laughs> predictions. <laughs> Ray Corswell spoke with this YouTube channel, and he was talking about expansion and genetics and nanotechnology, which is really cool, and robotics. Have you guys seen that nanotape? That's kind of a new thing. 
I haven't seen it. Mm-mm. It's so like nano. I mean, <laughs> far, farthest thing from a scientist. But mm. when I discovered nanotape, it's really really neat. They take the uh, molecular structure of a lizard and they put it in tape. So it's like really good sticky tape. It's clear tape that you can unstick and reuse. What? Oh. And I think one of the inventors of it actually is a Georgia Tech uh, professor. But it's called nanotape. <laughs> and you say they take the molecular of a lizard? That's exactly is that what, what he, he said? said? I don't know if I said it like that. <laughs> That's how I heard But I said it. something very, very similar. <laughs> That is correct. But nanotechnology is just shrinking stuff down. Like you just take like they'll be able to go into our bodies and these tiny little robots. Kind of like Martin Short in that movie. Remember that movie? Uh, the 80s yes, or something? you're talking about. Um, was it Martin Short or is it Dennis Quaid? Dennis Quaid is inside Mar- Martin Short. OK, so it's both of them. Yeah, you're correct in that. It's um. God, anyway, well, that's, that's these tiny robots. Inner space. Thank you. Will repair damaged cells and tissues that deteriorate as the body ages, and it makes us immune to diseases like cancer. Oh, now that's neat. So, uh, yeah, the predictions that such a feat is achievable by 2030 have been met with excitement and skepticism, as curing all deadly disease seems far out of reach. But who wants to be immortal, though? That's my next, thank you, that's my next question. (laughs) Who wants to? I don't. I don't want to be around 100 years from now and reliving. I I don't want to do that. Let me live my little time and go on about my business. I agree. I agree. Oh, no way. I want to see everything forever. Why? Because look at all the things that we've seen just in our lifetime. Dude, you Imagine can't, how cool things are going to be. You can't get out of bed after 10 a.m. I mean, before 10 a.m. <laughs> yes, what are you going to see? What are you talking about? Like, your motivation, you're about as motivated as a brick. Like, what do you, you want to live forever what, yeah. so you can sleep more? No. <laughs> what are you going to do? Like, if you, if you were a different guy and you're a mountain climber, you're adventurous, like our buddy Nate. Like, Nate, I could see, you know, our, our buddy Nate, he lives in Mexico. And he travels all the time. Everywhere. He's a free spirit dude. Him and his wife, they just explore. They go to all these pyramids and Mayan temples and all and kinds they go of to Greece. Greece. They do all this they cool stuff, right? He, I can see, like, if you were a part of this conversation, he'd want to live forever. Because he'd go everywhere, see everything, travel in time, what? before time, be all around. What do you want to do now? You think I'm going to spend all of the, the millennia the same way? You, gotta, you would change things up. This is just my fat phase. Well, I don't know, man. I've seen the last three weeks, and if that's a... Again, but if I live forever, the last three weeks is but a <laughs> nanosecond. Going back to your nano. <laughs> this guy was hired by Google in 2012 to work on new projects involving machine learning and language. This guy's really smart. So here, in 1990, he predicted the world's best chess player. So this is going back to these predictions. Okay, right? so now we're going to get what he did right. Right. So in 1990, he predicted the world's best chess player would lose to a computer by 2000. Is that really far-fetched? No, 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 no. That's like saying when Tesla came out, I bet you, or I predict that at some point in time, somebody will get in an accident. Exactly. Right? Or somebody, cars would drive themselves. And then it happened in 97 when Deep Blue beat Gary Gasparov. Uh, He also made another prediction in 1999. He said by 2023, a $1,000 laptop would have a human's brain computing power and storage capacity. But that's is that not, really far-fetched? No, that's not, because technology grows every single year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. I don't want to live forever either. Well, this is going to end up being, it's not like he's going to be able to convert you to live forever, right? It's going to be that whatever baby is birthed in that year will have, they'll have already edited the genes of that baby so that it wouldn't have to die ever. Right, but that baby's, the baby does, once it gets old enough, doesn't want to live forever either. I mean, why we, what, and, that, and it doesn't explain, like, do you, just because they can fix fix disease doesn't mean they can fix aging. Like yeah. you, you can't beat 
you know, they're gonna live time. forever old. Right. You're just gonna start deteriorating because your body starts to go. And then you're just laying in a bed, living forever, can't move. Yeah. I can't get up and walk. I see some of these, uh, mm-hmm. you know, and I have a, like, a, you got to understand, I love the elderly. I love, love, love the elderly. I was a grandma's boy. I will do anything for the elderly. If there was an elderly person in need, I would help. At the gym the other week, it was raining, and there was an old man in a little motorized scooter walking his little dog, and what did I do? I went into my truck. I had a poncho, and I went over and covered him up. You did. That was the nicest thing I think I've ever witnessed you do. I didn't know what you were doing, and then I turn around and see you helping an old man in the rain. And he's just flying around the parking lot with his little dog who wasn't covered up, and he had this fluorescent yellow poncho. And I was like, I done good, right? You did. Because I love old people. But I don't want to be that guy. I don't want to be the guy in the motorized wheelchair by myself in the rain with the dog. Well, I mean, I could do that because that means I'm, I'm still living life. I'm still here. But when my time's up, I want to go. Yeah. I don't want to stay that way. I want to go out like my grandma did. My grandma went at 89, just shy of 90. And a year prior, she never learned how to drive, so she walked everywhere. And she was doing that a year prior to her death. And when it was time for her to go, she accepted it. She believed, and she went peacefully. Yep, that's what I want. That That's how you roll. No, no, that's not what I want. I'm lying. I want to be raptured up when I die. So I want it to be like a theatrical thing. I want to be in a crowd of people. I want to be talking. And then I want to just disappear. And I want people to be like, oh, my gosh, what just happened? That's what I want. Why are you going to disappear? Because I'm going to be raptured up. That's what a rapture is. Gosh, it's going to take me. But it's going to be theatrical. And people are going to see it so that you can't deny that it was God. Are you- are these people that you're talking about your friends and family or just strangers? I want it to be friends, family, strangers. Like, I just want to be in a crowd of people, people that know me, people that don't know me. And so you just want to disappear. can't be denied. Yeah. I don't like think that, right in front of their eyes. Okay, I don't think that's going to happen. I think that's unrealistic expectations. It's not. It's been done once. What, by God? Yes. Okay, well. And I want to be the second person. Yeah, but isn't the rapture <laughs> supposed to be everybody taken back? At, when it when it comes down, yes, yes. a lot of people it, will go. But it, I want to go before everyone else. It, <laughs> as somebody that is, is so thumping as you are, I would think that that's blasphemous to say. <laughs> Why? <laughs> yeah, like, there's only been one other person. Like, the, the, the bait's hanging out for me to say it. God, right? Yeah, <laughs> I want to be the second God. All right. All right, Nikki Koresh. No, not the second God. Why don't you go get your followers and start feeding them (laughs) Kool-Aid? The second person God does it for is what I'm saying. Gosh, you read that wrong. Well, who did he do it for for the first time? Uh, He did it for, you would ask me that, and then his name will go right out of my brain. Ernie. But he did it for a prophet. Oh, so you want to be a prophet now. So I'll be the second one that'll go. I used to joke all the time and say, if uh, my time's up, I want to do it saving someone else's life, like jumping in front of a bullet during a bank robbery. And it was funny 20 years ago when we weren't shooting each other up in this country. <laughs> now. But now you say it and you're like, oh, that's like an invitation to somebody that absolutely despises me. <laughs> <laughs> and they exist, I promise. <laughs> All right, uh, second round of headlines. Nikki D, what you got? Profit, Nikki D, sorry. <laughs> what you got? I want to tell you why water stopped a 100-year celebration and how a man found his stolen luggage through technology. All right, Nikki D's got two big stories for you right now. We'll be completely honest with you. She's down on the floor, but as all prophets, <laughs> she will rise <laughs> to give us our headlines and educate the masses. <laughs> Jesus. I will. Uh, no pun intended. It's the BS on 98 Rock. <laughs> Stand by for news. News, 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 news. It's time for today's top two. Headlines. 
All right there, Nikki D. Second round of headlines, please. Rainwater destroyed part of a local historic building, H3. So what we'll have to do in the future is to do something to be more proactive to monitor the roof, probably have to put a camera up there. Members say they've had their (laughs) troubles in the past with break-ins and thieves, but never anything like this. That was Catherine Karate. She is the president of the Women's Lodi Club. It's a historic building that's... um, been around since about 1923. They formed the the women's group in 1913. They only had 65 members. The dudes were $2. And this was just a group of ladies at that time wanting to get together and kind of be able to hang out and do things away from family, kids, husband, that sort of thing. Did you say the dudes are $2? The dues. Oh, dues. You know, when you're in clubs, you have to pay dues. And back then, it was only two bucks. Making it sound like it was like one of those places no 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 no. this is a building um that's known to host weddings receptions birthdays things like that and they were just getting ready to celebrate their hundred year celebration and the roof collapsed on the building because mm. apparently about two thousand gallons of water built up on top of the building and the roof came down how much two thousand gallons of water was up there jesus because all the water and the rain that's been yeah. coming on going on here in um they sacramento not, not have a Training system? No, apparently their pipe was clogged up and they didn't know it. So one of the things oh. that the president suggested, she said they're going to put some cameras up on the roof so they can monitor it. Because how many <laughs> times do you go up to the roof to know if you got water up there? Well, I mean, you if it's that clogged, you, you kind of have an idea. I mean, like <laughs> she yeah, you said they didn't the, know. I mean, this, it, whoever's in charge of their maintenance. They might want to look for somebody else. You know, like <laughs> you know when your gutters are clogged and if you don't have flashing and all that kind of stuff for a roof for it to accumulate to how many gallons? Two thousand gallons. Two thousand gallons of water. I they mean, had an inspection back in February though. So she said they think the water built up that fast from the recent oh, rain. Well that's, that's the case. Happening. They need to go back to that inspector and say, We want our money back because oh. you missed some clogged clogged gutters. <laughs> That's crazy. All right. Second uh, story. AirTags helped an Atlanta man find his belongings. H4. I'm going to baggage claim and all that. I'm trying to look for my luggage. I'm standing there for like 30-some minutes or so, not seeing it. Eventually, I pull my phone out because I have an AirTag in my luggage. After I seen that, it was not in the airport. It was actually in Grady. Craig Nelson arrived at Atlanta, came from Los Angeles, and he's at, you know, the luggage turnaround, looking for his luggage. We've all done it. I've done it. I thought somebody stole my luggage when I landed here. And he couldn't find his bag. So what he did was he put the air tags in there, which yeah. air tags are these little things that Apple made that you can stick inside of something and track it, just like how you do with, like, your AirPods, the find my phone um, t- sort of situation. So he pulled out his phone and he started tracking his bag. The person had taken it, and it was in the city, which is Grady. That's in the city in Atlanta. And then the guy comes back to the airport. So when he comes back to the airport, he goes up to the guy, confronts him. The guy already has on his shirt and his jeans. And his socks. Right. And his shoes. So, of course, the police arrested him and he went to jail. But this brings concerns for me. It's like, how easy is it for somebody to just take your suitcase and roll out the airport? It's funny. It's one of those. It's like one of the most archaic practices that we still do. You know, you know I talk about the these businesses that looked at other businesses that have been around forever and then just took all the issues that we've had uber to taxis you know like stuff like that right it, it, that's never changed like the the luggage like the, the whole system has never changed and I, i've always wondered if somebody's ever had their luggage stolen 
not lost, but stolen by just mm-hmm. some random person coming up. Some of these airports, like Atlanta, they try to, like, uh, can I see your tag, uh, randomly come up to you and make sure it matches and whatnot. But it's you can't do that with so many people, especially an airport that big. Right. LAX, the same way. There's just mm-hmm. no way you're going to be able to do it. And this guy's homeless, and this, he had a bottle of booze in the dude's luggage. This guy was mad, and it took him two days to find him. Right. So he kept going back to the airport, which, by the way, is not a fun place to be, Atlanta Airport. And it took him two days to find it, and he went with a cop. I was surprised that the cop let him go with him to this guy. Oh, I was, too, because they normally make you stay back or stay right. back, and they handle it. Because one of them is going to be, you'd think, dangerous. I know somebody stole my stuff. I'd, I'd be, be mad. really, really upset. <laughs> I'd be pretty hostile. And I'd be even more upset if I rolled up on him and he's wearing my good T-shirt. Yes. <laughs> I would have the instinct to just like yank him. You might get a you might get a boot to the rib cage. <laughs> Give me my I stuff. Hate, I hate people that steal. I hate but thieves. you know, you look at a homeless guy, and I mean, I guess if you want to look at it this way, it's like he. That's the other thing, though. I don't understand why they let the homeless people like hang out inside of the airport. I've always wondered that too. You know, it would be funny if they found some security footage. The guy dresses up like a pilot. Homeless guy tries to get on a plane. He's got, he's got a, he just carries around a a pilot's uniform and he just goes and steals people's luggage. (laughs) If I were homeless, that's actually a really good idea, right? Uh, All right, so I will re up a story that I shared at the end of the show yesterday. I, um, I got probably the coolest DM that I've ever received in my entire life in America. I mean, it's awesome, 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 and it deals with a product that is near and dear to my heart and maybe some of you, possibly. And after I told that story yesterday, the show, Nikki D and Nelson, they said that I'd probably be fairly decent as a product pitch person. You would. So they have created a list with the actual said products (laughs) that I do not know, have not seen, and they're going to hand it to me and give me, what, 60-some-odd seconds to try to sell. The product. We're putting you to the test. Right. To see if I, you know, and hopefully these people are listening, or at least we take the audio and send it to them. Okay. All right. We'll do that here in a minute. It's the BS on 98 Rock. Welcome back. It's the BS here on 98 Rock. My name is Jason Bailey, Nikki D. That's me. There's Nelson, your mm-hmm. phone number at any point in time. 916-909-0985. Don't forget the Odyssey app. Make sure you have downloaded that damn thing on your phone. You get all the podcasts and more uh, there on the Odyssey app. Also, thebaileyshow.com. You can get that there as as well. Uh, real quick before we do this little uh, product thing, tonight's a big night, right? It is. We can kill the drought, and uh, the odds are in our favor as far as the Kings going to Portland. Trailblazers should be a pretty easy win. Yeah. Clinching, clinching. And also, you know, if the Timberwolves lose uh, or the Clippers lose. So tonight's the night. It's the, tonight's the night to celebrate and you know wear your stuff. And then tomorrow, what are you doing over there? Sorry, I was just getting your item ready. Oh, my item. Oh, okay. <laughs> I thought you was like, is this dude eating food? No. I'm trying to, <laughs> trying to have a conversation. This guy's over here eating food. <laughs> I just saw him. He just passed me in the hallway. I was coming back towards the studio, and he's, you know, huffing and puffing going that way. And he's like, three minutes, three minutes, three minutes, three minutes. I was like, what's happening in three minutes? We're going live in three minutes. Where are you going? You're going the opposite way. I got to pee. And you're going to be back in three minutes? Mm-hmm. No way. And he's back. <laughs> he's back. Huffing and puffing, but he's back. All right. So, um, 
Yesterday I told a story at the end of the show. I got really like the coolest DM I had ever received. Right? It's it, it, it's from uh, the uh, the goldfish people. It is. It was cool at first. I wasn't following you, but when you you laid it all out, that was pretty neat. All right. I mean, let me get in my DMs here. It's it's let really me get in my DMs. <laughs> So it's it's gold it's it's goldfish smiles. You know everybody knows what I'm talking about the goldfish little goldfish cheddar oh, guys. Delicious because they're so delicious. They got pretzels and they got dessert ones now too. Yeah. So uh, a while back they made Old Bay goldfish. Now I'm originally from Maryland, Severna Park, Maryland, right outside of Annapolis, not Baltimore, but Severna Park. And if you're from Maryland, there's two things that you're born to love. That is football and crabs. Absolutely. Not the kind you get from a hooker. Uh, like blue crabs. And so I love blue crabs. I like having, I usually have a, a crab feast once or twice during the summer. We order them from Sid Maryland and then they come in. But you, you douse them with Old Bay. Old Bay is a seasoning anybody can buy. Made by McCormick. Comes in a little yellow and blue and red tin can that you can get. And it's absolutely delicious. Not the greatest for you. A lot of salt, a lot of sodium, but, but delicious. It tastes so good. Put it on my eggs, put it on my chicken. Anyway. I made. I, I did a thing when they came out because I couldn't find them, and I finally found them at this Target, and I cleared out the store, and I did all these like reels and videos, and I was putting them in my shopping cart, and then McCormick, I saw they had a um, a job opening, <laughs> so I replied back, and I'm like, I'm gonna apply for this job just so I can find these damn old Bay things. They then now have just reached out to me. This has I think been over a year, and they was like, Hey, can we have your permission to reuse your post? I'm like, yeah, yeah, of course you can. See proof that. Everything lives on the internet. Exactly, right? So I said, yeah, of course I can. And then, and then I throw it back at him. I'm like, hey, look, you know. Um, <laughs> I was like, I'm a, I'm a public figure. If you guys are looking for an endorser, you know, I hate the word influencer, but I said like endorser for your product. It'd be like the coolest thing I've ever endorsed in my life. Did old they respond go, back? Old, go for, yes, they did, actually. They responded back. Um, they, they said no in a nice way. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was wondering if they responded back. But it's open-ended. So what, they, what did they say they exactly? Said, they said, thanks, we aren't taking any new partnerships at the moment, but we'll reach out if there is interest from the team. So if the oh. team clears me, okay, maybe somebody on the team's a fan. Their people might call your people. Right, exactly. And and you guys think I would be good at it. I think you would. Yes. Yeah. I mean, just the, way I, chops. just the way I sold it. Exactly. It's delicious. I explained it, and it's absolutely delicious. So you videoed it. Uh so Nelson and Nikki D said to me uh, after the show was over, it's like, you know, we should find some products and just test your 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 selling. Uh, you know, and this is sink or swim for me because there might be potential clients to 98 Rock and the BS right now listening and going, you know, I'm thinking about jumping on board. And then after this bit, they're going to be like, uh-uh. no, you're looking at it wrong. They're thinking about it. They're going to hear this. You're going to sell it. And they're going to be calling us up. Oh, I agree. I've yeah. got I've got I've got much faith in myself. We got to come up with a rate system, though, for each each of the products so we can figure out which pitch was the best. Okay. One through ten? Yeah, one through ten. All That's right. fine. Ten being the best. Ten being the best. Okay. You want to hand me one? I will hand you one. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to close my eyes first. Okay. I'm going to close my eyes. You Thanks. want it in the bag or me to take it out of the bag? Take hand? it out of the, the bag. Okay. If I'm closing my eyes, why do you got to keep it in the bag? Well, I don't. I, you told me to get them in bags. All right. All right. He's pulling it out the bag. He's putting it in your hand. Okay. It's heavy. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm go. going to open my eyes. On the count of three, give me some uh, some seller music, and then I'm going to sell whatever it is in my hand. I've not seen it yet, so I can't even think about it. Here we go. Three, two, and one. Let's go. Hey, it's Jason Bailey with the BS here on 98 Rocket. I've got to tell you, I if I had a nickel for every time I needed my wife to bring me lasagna, I would be a rich man. So what do I do? 
I now have this little old lady porcelain action figure that is a actual bell. Wow. So when my wife needs me, when I need my wife to bring me, uh, oh. it doesn't work well because when you shake it a lot, the bell actually comes <laughs> off. But this is an older model, ladies and gentlemen. If you check back next week, we will have a newer model of the old lady porcelain doll bell to get lasagna. This one, old school. The one next week is new school. Check back Time's next week. Right. Time's up. Time's it up. It did. It legit broke on me. Like when I was shaking it. it. Did the ball. <laughs> I think I get extra points for selling next week's model. You, I, you know what? Look at, my guy does it. All right. I thought that first pitch was actually really, really good. All right. We're just warming up. So I'm going to go right middle of the road. We're going to give that a five. A five. Yep. Okay. Well, five. A five's not horrible. Just the middle of the road. You're warming up. Had a little flubbery there. Go on. The thing broke. You stumbled a little bit. So we're going to start that off with a five. She's going to dock you for hurting the product. No joke. Tough crowd. Nelson, you want to give me a score? Yeah, I'll give you a score. I thought you were really smooth out the gate. I didn't realize that's where your head was going to go. You immediately recognized it was a bell as soon as I put it in your hands. I got to go seven, man. Uh, Thank you. All right. right, You're definitely going to be scoring me. Because okay. this this oh. girl, <laughs> Jesus. Are you ready for product number two? <laughs> I am. Eyes are closed. Eyes are closed. Eyes are closed. You got to turn that music down a little bit. It's, it's distracting. Do okay. All right. All right. Next product in hand. Timer okay. starts. Here we go in three, two, and one. Hey, it's Jason Bailey from the BS here on 98 Rock. And the other day I was driving in my truck and I almost wrecked. Why did I almost wreck? Because I couldn't see out of my windshield. Silly me. I couldn't find anything to clean it until I found this blue liquid in a sprayer bottle. This is amazing. As soon as I squirted it on my window, guess what? I saw that guy on a bicycle jump out in front of me on the crosswalk, and I missed them. Why? Because I could see. You've got to get this. As you can see on the bottle, it's called Stuff. (laughs) Buy stuff today so you don't hit somebody on a bike. That's good with oh time God, to yes. spare. Oh yes, my God, yes, that was funny. That was very oh funny. The yeah. stuff in the bottle. I'm I didn't realize that. it was called stuff until I turned the bottle. Around. <laughs> I was so, I was so waiting for you to catch that it was called stuff. Oh, that one was good. I'm giving you an eight for that. Yeah. One. I'm giving yeah. you an eight for that. One. I think I have to echo that one. That's an eight, eight for me as well. Okay. Yes, that one was very I, funny. I was gonna dock him if he didn't say stuff because that's literally all the bottle says. So he said it. I had to give it to him on that one. Give right. him an eight. <laughs> What is it? I don't know. It's stuff. <laughs> I have no idea. And it doesn't move like Windex because no. it's thick. No, no, no. When, when I start doing the the Windex cell, I, I start swirling the bottle. Oh, like, yeah. This ain't Windex. Kind <laughs> of fluid that probably it's goes re- in your car. It's real. It's it's, it's like thick. Smurf sperm. Might need two hands on this next one. Yeah. Okay. Uh, oh, you ready? Yes. Ready. Are you ready? <clears throat> I am ready. All right. Here we go. Give it to me. Product number three. Whoa, this is heavy. Huh? Gotta use two hands for this tell one. Me if it's two hands. I, I did to... actually say that, and you asked me, are we ready for the next one? Okay. Am I holding it properly? You're holding it properly. Yes, you are, sir. All right. This is heavy, two hands. Here we go. In three, <sighs> in two, and one. Hey, it's Jason Bailey from the BS on 98 Rock. And, you know, we've probably visited all over the country, maybe gone to numerous cities, but have you seen the tale of two cities? Charles Dickens wrote the book. I don't necessarily have the book, but if you're looking for three fake books that you can put (laughs) stuff in, especially if you're a weed smoker, this is the item for you. And I'm telling you, it's a great price right now. Uh, Charles Dickens actually is on top of Jane 
Erie, whoever that is, and a farewell to arms. So these are classics that you can put your weed in. You can put a small firearm, maybe a pocket knife, a Swiss Army knife. But if you're looking to hide something from your wife, your kid, or maybe the authorities, this Tale of Two Cities, Charles Dick and Jane slash a farewell to arms secret stash book thing is awesome. <laughs> Buy it today. <laughs> All right, with time to spare. These are tricky because I don't see the rest of them because I'm focusing on we got Jane. I don't know. I'm not a reader, so I know who Charles Dickens is. All right. yep. That was a very good on the spot. I gave you a seven only because I don't think you know what a product is. Well, I didn't until about 40 seconds. <laughs> so I'm going to give you a seven for that one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I felt like he wasn't as confident in that one. No. I'm actually going to ding him a little bit on it. I'm going to go six. Six, wow. yeah. You didn't Hard really look, know that one good. Hard to look him in the eyes. <sighs> Tough crowd. Tough right. crowd. No, it's fine. It's you fine. all should do one. We we like hearing you do it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Actually, we, we like hearing you do you it. You know what? Hold on for a second. We got plenty of time. We got you got a lot of items. Yeah, I got more. Okay, yeah, we got more for you here. here you go. Give me your stopwatch. <laughs> Give me that. Give me that. I'm not a, I'm not a pitcher. Oh, uh, <laughs> Lisa. Okay. Yeah. All right. You ready? Give me, close your eyes. Okay, I'll close Let's my go eyes. Nikki D. Let's see how she does. Oh my god. Oh my god. <laughs> Oh, my God. All right. Put out your hand. Okay, my hand is out. Here we go. In three, two, and one, go. This is Nikki D with the BS, and I want to tell you about something that I feel is so delicious in your tummy. If you need something quick to eat, you don't have a lot of time to cook, just grab this chunky light tuna, grab you some eggs in it, little mayo, mustard, whip it up. Your kids will love it. Again, this is called chunk light tuna, and this will make your day so much better not having a slave over the stove in the kitchen. Get yours today. Okay, there we go. And pl- plenty of time to spare because you ran out of words to say. <laughs> I'm going to give that a five. <laughs> and I'm going to give that a five because... First off, I didn't feel comfortable oh, that you used the word slave. And two, <laughs> oh my God. And two, you did not recognize that it's vintage. It is. <laughs> Thank <vintage>. you. <laughs> That's the whole gimmick. This is the oldest can of chunk light tuna that I've ever seen. And just like oh scotch <laughs> or bourbon <laughs> and a fine, a fine wine, it gets better with age. Oh my God. Yeah, I had that down as a 30 year old can of tuna packed in oil. If this you would, could see it, there's looking. like rust pock marks. <laughs> it's a co- part of a collection, actually. Collection? It's a collection, yeah. It's uh, part of a five-piece collection. That's here right now? It's not here right now, oh. but the, the rest of it is in storage. <laughs> oh, from the radio station? <laughs> oh, I got you. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Nikki, uh, uh, you done? Five? You want yeah. me to go? Okay. I'm done. Are yeah. you back? Yeah. Back Back to yeah. you. I'm this back. is your bit. Back to Bailey? <laughs> okay. This is, I'm, I'm sweaty. I'm I'm. <laughs> I'm, You're good at this. You got you it. You are really good at this. I wish Somebody's I had the chicken. Somebody's gonna call you up. I'm really upset that I that I passed on the chicken. Oh, See, I hit the. Okay, I get all these things that are like take up my whole hand. <laughs> like branches. Okay, here we go. This one's up your alley. Three, two, and one. Hey, it's Bailey from the BS here on 98 Rock. <laughs> Do you like birds? Bird is the word. You know what it is because I've got a fake bird sitting on the side of a metal bowl. All you have to do is put said liquid in bowl, and you can watch your fake bird with your imagination slurp it up. Oh, that's fun. Birds are fun. This bird's the best. You know why? Because it doesn't say a damn thing.
That's what it sounds like when I hit it up against the microphone. But if you're looking to pour an empty liquid that you have, maybe, possibly, that last little guzzle of Gatorade that you're not going to go to, put it in this. People will ask, what is that, a urine sample? No, it's drink for my fake bird. That's what it is, and you need that today. I think, I think it's the excitement. But I got I to gotta pop up my excitement. How many easy payments would it take me? Uh, it was, it's just, it's free actually. I'm giving, oh, yeah. <laughs> giving it away. <laughs> just, I love that one. That one uh-huh. again was very good. You was upbeat, yeah, more energy the, clever. Thing, I'm yeah. giving you a nine for that one. <laughs> wow. Wow. Give me a nine for that's the big. I, I want to go buy it. That's big. Okay. I like the energy. I thought it was uh, well played out and he, I felt like he knew the product. I'm mm-hmm. going to go with an eight. Well, okay. did I, did I it's know the so. product? Oh, he knew the product. He knew the product. I got that. He loves this birds. Next, this next product is going to be large, okay? You can hold it with one hand, but it's going to be cumbersome. You need two hands for the next one. Um, and and be, and help him. Help him. I will help him. Okay? Yes. We can't we can't Why be couldn't you have found things that are just simple and easy to put in my hand? Like <laughs> chicken tuna or whatever it is. Well, I got something simple for you. Don't worry. Okay. Here we go. Put oh. in my hands. Eyes are closed. Eyes are closed. Eyes are closed. Okay. I'm scared. Okay. Just be careful. Be careful. Just be careful. careful. Is it if I break it, is someone gonna no, get mad? No, we don't yourself. want you to kill yourself. Oh Jesus, yourself. Mary and Joseph. I'm gonna hold it out. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I'm not gonna bring it close to me. Yeah, right. just do that. That's right. good. Whenever that, you're ready. I don't know the radius of this. It's it's okay. <laughs> Here we go. <clears throat> Three, two, and one. Hey there! Wow! It's Bailey from the BS on 98 Rock. <laughs> and you know what? I'm not a big fan of going and hunting deer. But you know what? I love antlers on my wall. So why wouldn't you get this fake antler and put it on your wall? It's heavy, it's uncomfortable, but it shows that you're a man. And every man has antlers on their wall. Now, if that's not your thing and doesn't fit your decor, you know what? This is also great for coming up behind somebody and giving them the shocker. Just right there, a little sneak peek of a whoop, and they get excited. So if you want this right now, five easy installments, of fourteen ninety eight. <laughs> All you have to do is write me a letter and start it off by saying, "Dear Bailey." Ah. Oh, God, it. <laughs> Dear Bailey. Oh, that was funny. That was God. funny. Dear Bailey. You take this. Yeah, yeah, sorry. So I'm giving you a seven. And what? And I'm, the only reason I'm a giving you a seven is because seven. I wouldn't have bought the product because I felt how much you didn't really like it. I loved it. I was oh. giving. I, I just you, ran you out told of me stuff. You didn't for really the... like it. Oh, I did. Did yeah, I say? That? Oh, that's that. not. That's horrible, Pitchman. You are correct. You said that. So oh, I'm giving you a seven. Oh no, I said that. I don't like hunting. Uh huh. That's I why I don't like hunting, and you said I don't want to put it on my wall. But if you want to put it on your wall, I don't think I said that. You mm. said. I think I said I don't like hunting because that was the pitch to buy the fake antlers. I give you a nine. Thank you. The deer thing got you, didn't it? Deer it Bailey. Did. It did. Deer Bailey is really what sent me over the top on this one. I appreciate All right, it. we gotta go to we gotta go to our last one. Our our you our ready for the last one? one? Oh, you want to do one more? It's gonna be done. No, oh, no, we, we no, gotta no, do no. one more. Just no, one more. We quick. gotta do this one more. This is gonna more. be quick, and you're gonna be able to do this good. <sighs> this don't, is don't this is quick. Setting me up for success, and this this is good. this is success. This is gonna be your ten right here. I'm telling you, I can feel it. This is a ten. All right, all right, come on now. You want me to stand up? Yeah, stand right, up for I'll this because this is going to be a 10. I'm going to nail this. Okay, here we go. All right. Get in my hands first. Okay, here we go. Three, two. I can do this with my eyes closed, actually. 
<laughs> exactly. Three, two, and one. Hey, it's Bailey from the BS on 98 Rock. And you know what? I'm staying at an Airbnb right now. There's not many things in the cupboards, like plates or bowls and such. So this guy that I'm living with, Nelson, goes out and buys his own bowls. They're great. Like this one. It's blue, it's plastic, and you put stuff in it. (laughs) If I ever were to steal a bowl, it'd be this bowl. You know why? Because this bowl is not only pretty, but so open for cereal, inviting for cereal to just be dumped in. So if you're looking to steal a bowl, grab the one with Nelson's name markered on the bottom of it. And which I didn't know when I took it, and I still didn't know until just right now. Wow, that's good. <laughs> There's your ten. There's your perfect that's ten, the ten right, right there. there. Yes, got yes, it. Man. Nailed it. Oh, oh my God! In heaven, I can barely <laughs> breathe. I hope you goldfish people were listening to that. <laughs> I hope they were too. <laughs> oh my God! Has your name been on the bottom of that the whole time? No. Oh, I just did that to you? <laughs> That'd be really messed up. I was like, wow. Like, whoa, I missed that. I've never looked at the bottom of my bowl eating cereal. That's what I'm thinking right now. Uh, Amazon, the beast that it is, is interested, reportedly interested in buying something that could either go really, really well for the rest of us or really, really bad. Depends on what they decide to do with it. Tell you what that is here in a minute. It's the BS on 98 Rock. This could be a good thing, maybe, possibly, who knows, it depends on how they do it. Uh, if they do do it, Amazon reportedly interested in buying AMC Entertainment. Full disclosure, I'm a big theater guy. Love going to the movies. Love, 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 love going to the movies. Me too. Uh, I think that there are certain, I mean, I don't mind watching at home and all that good stuff, but there are certain movies that just would not have the same appeal or effect on us if you would have watched them the first time at home. Yeah, you need the big screen, you need the theatrics. Like, Avatar is one of my big ones that I had to see at the movies. I wouldn't have wanted to watch that at home the first time. This last Top Gun, Maverick. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yes. You, you had to see it. You had, you, even if you have a theater room, you know, with the big screen that comes down and the surround sound and stuff, it's just, it's not the same. No. It, there's just something about it. It's a getaway. To me, it's a release. Like, I'll go to the movies by myself. Me too. I'll go to the movies by myself in the middle of the day. I went to see uh, the last two Fifty Shades by myself. Oh, that's see now that's a different conversation. There's certain movies that you go by yourself, certain movies you don't go by yourself. Yeah. Now there's rules to it. Yes, there's no. rules to everything. Oh my gosh, that's how we stay a civilization. <laughs> I go by myself to see whatever I want. So shares of uh, AMC Entertainment Holdings jumped more than eighteen percent yesterday. That's the biggest gain in a month. Uh, and uh, you know the the idea would be, I guess, speculation that they would buy the theaters and then stream from Amazon Prime? Or maybe kind of like uh, how we said they were doing now, do the releases at the same time at the movies and on Prime. Uh, that's a good idea, too. Mm-hmm. So know. maybe they want to do that. So that you know would all kind of tie in. So then it makes you kind of wonder, that whole blockbuster thing that we were talking about last week, how this kind of comes into play. Like oh, this, yeah. you know, now we're starting to talk movie stuff and Amazon's getting in there and AMC's getting in there. Is was Blockbuster gonna do something like this, or is it all just like a big April Fool's joke, possibly? I don't know, because nobody's responding. Blockbuster's not responding, uh Amazon's not responding, AMC's not responding. So it's like they're leaving us hanging. 
uh, theaters uh, are also like part of your coming of age, right? I don't know the, now this day and age, but back in the day, you go there to, as we said, hook up or scam, you know. Yeah, I never, I was never able to do that. Never. You never, you never mm-hmm. got frisky in a theater. No. Really? Because when I was younger, my dad didn't play those kind of reindeer games, so I couldn't go to the movies and do all that type of stuff. So no. What What age were? Did your dad allow you to go to the movies by yourself? I was sixteen the first time I went. Do you remember the movie? I don't remember the movie, but I remember the guy coming to pick me up and my dad doing like the whole. Martin Will Smith thing where he's like threatening him and he comes out with <laughs> something in his hand and he was just theatrical. It was, a, it was a good 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 experience. Did you get did you buy you candy and stuff? Yeah, he like paid for my ticket. He did buy me popcorn candy. I don't remember the movie we watched, but it was it was a good first date. You, but he didn't try nothing. He didn't try the old. No. <gasps> I think my dad's literally scared him to death. I did the old. <sighs> oh, did you? <laughs> the, the the boob grab with the over the shoulder oh. and you go down kind of thing? Yeah, no. No. None of that. That wasn't the thing. Mm-mm. And if you're going to do something like that or try something like that and they kind of knew you were going to do that, you'd always go see a movie that you've already seen. Mm. Oh, so you didn't yeah. care that you were missing all of it. Right, right, right. Mm. Days of Thunder. Second time I saw it, it was great. <laughs> <laughs> it was a good time. So, you know, the, the theaters have been struggling, as we all know, since the pandemic. Just nobody's for whatever. Re- I don't know why... You- People don't go back to the theater. Maybe is it because no, it's not even because they're dirty. Why? Mm-hmm. why like, what is it against theaters that people like? Yes, the pandemic it shut everything down, but now that we can go back, you would think that the business would be booming. I can tell you why the business isn't booming. It's not booming now because they don't have anything playing in theaters. I wanted to go no, last weekend, mm-hmm. and when I pulled up the little thing, I'm like, I'm going to the movies by myself. They had nothing planned. Yeah, that, that's so that's a Hollywood problem. Yes, yeah. it's them at this point because people are out. People are ready to do things. There's Give us some movies. There's more variety on your streaming networks. Yep, oh, absolutely. Sure. Right, that you can just putz mm-hmm. around and mm-hmm. get into a series versus a block. There's very few blockbuster movies. There was not one movie that I would even consider going to watch. And it's tough to satisfy. I mean, it's tough to satisfy a crowd. Trust me. <laughs> I know. <laughs> you know especially, especially, especially doing this business, you know, you, you know, you, you have the doubters, the haters, the lovers and all that kind of stuff. Uh, but the movie industry is tough. You know, even like the, the you remember the suit is like a, every other week there's a new superhero movie that came out. Yep. Mm-hmm. And that's such a cult like following. You know, these, these superhero nerd guys and girls are just like diehards and they know everything about what is to know. And then they've expanded because of all these different platforms. So you have like the cartoon and the book and the comic book and the app and the game and and like everybody like they put it all together. And so when you have an you know the continuity's off in a movie, you're gonna I can't believe the mask is not like that. If you remember, you know, they almost threw me out when I went to see Spider Man. I had my phone, you know, my phone. Somebody texts me, it flashes. And the guy next to me is like, excuse me, lady, can you turn that flash off? <laughs> I was like, sorry. They were serious in that Spider-Man movie. But people are critics of the movies that go out. <laughs> They're like, I mean, everything, mm-hmm. you know, especially the superhero people. Oh, yeah, they'll pick it apart. I catch myself doing the same thing for the ones that I'm really excited about, but not just in general. You can't complain about anything. That's the, that's the thing right now. Is I say this time and time again. I said this yesterday with concerts. You cannot complain about anything. Three years ago, two years ago, we were in lockdown. We didn't have anything. And what were we complaining about? Being at home. Mm-hmm. Now we can go back to have some type of normalcy, right? Mm-hmm. We are normal. It's pretty normal. And you can you have the option to wear a mask. 
and and still now we go back to complaining. It just drives me nuts. And we don't. And here's the other thing is that we don't take into consideration. We don't support what we are. Like movie theaters is Americana. Movie theaters is pop culture. Movie theaters is thing. Yeah, it can evolve, and it has theater seating, Dolby mm-hmm. digital surround sound, IMAX theaters, food delivered right to your fat ass in your chair. Mm-hmm. I mean, like it has evolved. You can recline all the way back. You can put your feet straight out and lay back. Now, granted, the service sometimes, and that's the thing we still got to work on. That's why people don't go out because, you know, you're going to get bad service and you're going to think all theaters like that. But you should be just flocking to theaters and watching whatever. I don't even know. What's in theaters now, you know? Absolutely not. Avatar's still in theaters, I think. That Mario Brothers movie is coming out. I wish it had come out before I went back to see my daughter because I can't wait to take her to see that. Scream is still out, too. It's been out for a minute, right? Yeah. So it's like all these older movies that you just don't want to see. You know, it's a bad movie. Like when it's been in the theaters for a long time and the last showings at 615. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> all right. Uh, third round of headlines. Nikki D, educate us, please. What do you got? I'm going to tell you what sports bet could have made you a millionaire and where a skydiver landed when the ground wasn't an option. Uh, also, a heads up if you want to participate in some bad wedding vows. Maybe when you got married and divorced now, that significant other, whatever they said to you while you were standing up there before God said something that turned you off, we'll uh, bring that up here in about 20-some-odd minutes. So if you'd like to be a part of that conversation, 916-909-0985. But headlines, round number three, here next. Thanks for listening. It's the BS on 98 Rock. Stand by for news. News, 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 It's time for today's top two. Here we go, ladies and gentlemen. Third round of headlines. Nikki D. If you would have played your brackets right, you could be cashing out H5. Otherwise, remember, sports are unpredictable. It doesn't try to forecast it to a tease. That would be a foolish and impossible goal. So as much as I'd like to see it would be profitable each and every day, that is an impossible reality for any gambler. This year, history was made with the Final Four having not one person that was expected to be in there in there. So not a number one, two, or three seed was in this Final Four. So for those people that are sports betting, that were doing brackets, um, they said some gamblers were turning odds of one into a thousand, meaning $25 could have got you a $25,000 payout. But if you would have accurately picked each one of this year's Final Four teams, they're saying that you could have walked away with $4.4 million. That's if you put 100 down. So what you're talking about right now, you're getting it mixed up. I am? Yeah. I, I, I appreciate you trying, but you're you're a little <laughs> off here. So the, the, the brackets and sports betting are two totally different worlds. Oh, okay. <laughs> but isn't that what the, the brackets are? You choosing no, your teams? Yeah. They're two totally different things. Oh, okay. Okay. What the story is talking about is, hypothetically, if you would have done a four-team parlay uh, and put $100 down because of the odds, which ranged from, like, plus uh, 3,500, plus 2,500, and then there was two that were lower than that, uh, altogether for the final four would have given you $4.4 million off of just a $100 bet if you would have taken those odds. Okay, if you would have picked the four teams. Right, which I'm, you know, maybe there was, maybe there was, and I have no idea. It doesn't say that anybody picked them because everybody was going for the people that they were expecting to win. Isn't that the whole, when you do the prop betting and sports betting things, you're going with the odds, not against them. 
it depends on what type of gambler you are. I mean, oh. and, and what kind of information and intel you have on the teams. I mean, some of these people are like mad serious. And I was like, oh, Ernie's girlfriend doesn't like him right now. He's not going to play well tonight against Creighton. You know, <laughs> they, they get down. They get down to it. They find like, you know, he's got allergies. And you know what? They're in the pollen capital of the world. <laughs> <laughs> Take the under. <laughs> so I mean, sports bettors are really, really serious, but you kind of want to um, you want to hedge your bets. So you want to try. You would probably want to take an underdog, and then you would want to take a, a favorite just in case the underdog doesn't lose. So you're not losing any money. That's why I didn't win when I did the horse bet and race stuff when I went to London. I didn't win. I don't. I, I don't understand it. Well, yeah, you don't understand it. That's why I'm, I'm trying to help you. I mean, everybody keeps saying, go with the, the odds and pick this horse. I did that. I lost. You, you, know, you know how to understand gambling and betting? How? Is to not care if you lose your money. I mean, I didn't care. I lost it. That's, that's like the first, <laughs> that's the first thing of gambling. You cannot play with scared money. Hmm. And so, you like, when the Super Bowl comes up, I love the prop bets. Yes, you do. You know, I don't know if you got into it last year or not with me. I don't think you did. But the prop no. bets are fun. So, you know, you bet, like, first touchdown score, you know, play, and you go with the guy that still he could score, and you go, like, plus 480. So your 10 bucks is winning you, you know, 480 bucks, something like that. Anyway, all right, so that's that. All right. Yeah, just wanted to help you out. It's not all the brackets. Maybe it's they're two totally year. different things. Next story, please. <laughs> Neighbors were shocked when they came outside, not to a bird, but a lady. Eight, six. I was sitting at my desk and I heard someone screaming and then I heard this real loud boom. So I thought somebody shot somebody out here and I went running out the door and then the lady was hanging right there on the wires. On Monday, this lady is skydiving and this is her first time jumping. She's using her own equipment and as she's coming down, she got a little bit spooked or, or freaked out a little bit. And so she moves over from what she had a clear landing is what they're saying. And she crashed into some power lines. So it took them about 40 minutes to get her out of the power lines. But neighbors and people that saw it just heard the crash and come outside and she's just dangling up there. She died. She did not die. She didn't wow. have any injuries, actually. Wow. She didn't no get injuries. electrocuted. She did not get electrocuted. I don't even think they took her to the hospital. They said she was completely fine. That is nuts. You yes. buy, you go out and buy a lottery ticket that day. Yeah. She was definitely lucky. So. Why, did, why did she skydive into the power? She, just, uh, she said wind? she got confused and she oh. flew away from her, her opening path that I, she had to the ground. I don't understand skydiving. I just don't get it. I know it's like supposed to be this rush, but there's got to be something you can substitute for it. Jumping out of an say. airplane, hoping that this thing opens up. Just like the guy who did the bungee jump <laughs> um, last week in his core snapped. Oh, yeah, but he landed in water, water yeah. so he didn't die. He I, I, I don't want to do any of that stuff. No, no thanks. No, no. I got buddies that do it all the time. It's like the biggest rush in the world. I'm like, I'm good. Thank you. I have no interest in doing it. Thank you very much. Uh, all right, so uh, we've got some audio, right? You got the audio of this? Mm-hmm. This, this guy. It's not as bad as how the internet is making it. This is a real big clickbait story right now of how horrible this guy is because of his wedding vows. You'll understand when we tell you about the story and play you the audio. But I'm not going to say that it hasn't existed. Like maybe in your wedding, whoever was giving the vows or a wedding that you were at, they just were uncalled for. Maybe a little uh, not the right place, not the right time, or they were trying to be too funny. Or they were trying to be, or they got scared. Whatever the case may be. If you've ever heard or been at a wedding and seen a disaster like this, I'd love to hear that story. Uh, 916-909-0985.
and we'll play you this of this guy, the audio here, 916-909-0985. Thanks for being here. It's the BS on 98 Rock. Welcome back. Appreciate you listening. It's the BS. My name is Jason Bailey. There is Nikki D. That's me. There's Nelson mm-hmm. and your phone number for those that are on hold mo. You're first, by the way, 916-909-0985. Let me get to the story first, and then we'll get to your stories. Uh, this guy uh, is getting married, and it's kind of, you know, he's he's one of those hipster-type dudes, and his wife is one of those, or his soon-to-be wife is one of those hipster-type ladies. I don't know. Exa- well, do you know where this is at? It doesn't where it say, took place at? It doesn't say in the story. So anyway, they're having like one of these, you know, and the mother, by the way, the guy, the the groom, is officiating this this wedding. So he's getting all kinds of heat on the internet because of his vows. So you, they're edited, right? Or did you yeah. have to edit them? I, I guess I didn't have to edit them. He, they, it's like okay. racy, but he doesn't like say the f word. All right, go ahead and play his vows. Okay. Only two things are required to keep me happy: keep my belly full and my is <laughs> empty. So you're amazing at half of it. We really need to get you some cooking lessons. Even when my belly isn't full, there is no one I could ever love more in this lifetime. Unless I actually get a chance to meet Margot Robbie. Since the beginning, I was always told life gets even better when the kids fall asleep and you tell me to come to the bedroom. <laughs> Nothing's better than the sound of gagging and headboard slamming. Michael. Oh, P.S. Since you're so good at making decisions like Mary and me, you can choose whether tonight's going to end with being a toaster, strudel, or a Twinkie. <laughs> All right. Being that I am his mom, I will deal with him later. He is grounded, by all means. What, is it, what does that mean, toaster shooter? Is that like a sex thing? Uh, yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah. He's talking about, well, just dancing around. He's talking about the end of the... Oh, God. oh, uh-huh. oh yeah. wow. That is racing. He did a yeah. lot. Wow. Yeah. He, dirty. He did a lot. So the, so the internet reads the clickbait stories of horrible groom-to-be <laughs> with horrible lyrics. The, the, the bride-to-be is laughing hysterically. What I'm sure we don't know, like, they're laughing, right? You're listening to that, and you're going, well, it's not really that funny. It doesn't matter if we find it funny. It's their vows, and it's obviously some kind of inside joke or a bet that he made. Oh, and, this took place in Plant City, Florida. Well, there you go. Ah, he's your not, people. He's your people. My people. <laughs> so, so it's it's all like, it's. I think it's funny. I, I don't necessarily find it funny funny. But I find it funny that he did it because he's reading it and he's he's in, man. He's so confident reading these vows. <laughs> and his mother is officiating the wedding. But it's amazing these clickbait stories, how they get the internet all internet all riled up and they don't even listen to it. They don't even look into it. They don't even observe what's go observe what's going on. I think these vows were tacky. I think it was tasteful, and I would have been pretty mad. It's if a my... joke. No, you don't joke at my what? wedding. You joke when you're at a bar mitzvah or something, or maybe you joke at a party, but you don't joke at your wedding when you're doing something that's supposed to be serious. Well, don't you think she knew it? But she's laughing. If she was really <laughs> upset, she would have hauled ass. Well, she might not be upset, but that's why the internet is upset, because people are like, why would you do this at your wedding? But it's not about the internet. They probably have a toaster strudel joke between <laughs> them, right? <laughs> Nobody, I guess they do. Nobody does that in real life. They do that to, for the moment because it's some it's you know it's a it's a thing. Like my wife and I have all kinds of things. We have our own vocabulary. Oh yeah. You do, but did you do that when you were exchanging vows? Did you crack jokes? Cuz you crack jokes every single day. Did you do it when you were exchanging vows though? No, I did no, not. No, cuz it was a serious moment. But that's how I looked at it. This guy obviously and his wife have a different type of relationship, mm-hmm. and I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Now, with that being said, 
there's plenty of disaster stories from weddings. There's plenty of people that have either witnessed or been a part of, whether you're on one side or the other. Uh, uh, you know why grooms stand on the right-hand side, by the why? way? There's a reason for it. Grooms on the right-hand side, no. I don't know why the reason is. So if you're looking at uh, officiating right, it would be on the right-hand side, looking out at the crowd. The groom mm-hmm. is always on that side. True, and the bride's always on the left. Yeah, because back in the day, well, most people, even still today, are right-handed. So back in the day, when they were getting married, they, if they had to defend their wife, they could easily grab their sword. <laughs> their sword? That's a true story. That makes sense. That's a true story. It's a little history lesson for Okay. So, I didn't know that. If you have any of these uh, stories, 916-909-0985. Mo and Sack, how are you, Mo? I'm doing great. How are you? Good. Please tell me it was your wedding. So it was my wedding, um, and it's not a vow story per se, um, but we did play a song at the wedding, and um, it was it was a little funky. Um, it's called Hand in Unlovable Hand by the Mountain Goats, and some of the lyrics go, I hope you cut yourself shaving tomorrow. I hope it bleeds all day long. And then the chorus goes on to say, Hand in Unlovable Hand. I hope you die. I hope we both die. And it was... Like we thought it would be really funny, mm-hmm. and but we hired this DJ. He was like a like a high school dance DJ, and so we didn't really know what he was doing. And we gave him like thirteen songs, and so you know every like ten minutes the song would come on, and like the whole wedding, and it was awful. Um, and yeah, yeah, we were divorced. Okay, so you but you said it was okay to play the song, correct? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I acquiesced. It took a couple of days of him was it your, begging to play. It was it was a funny song. Was it your idea or was it your? Ex- no, it was his idea. Was it, and you did you you were you went along with it or you thought it was funny? Grudgingly, I went along with it. Oh, okay. So and you, yeah, and and yeah, and then, and it was funny. Yeah. I mean, you know, until we broke up. Right. You can't. Did he cheat on you? No. No. Oh, why, why'd, you, no. why'd you break up? Me? No. <laughs> you, yeah. <laughs> why'd no. you? Why'd you break up? Why'd you get divorced? No, you can tell that's me. Classified. Nobody's listening. No, I can't. I promise. The, I can tell you on the radio right now. Yeah. No, it's classified. No, well, so I mean, it's either like one of four things, right? Uh huh. Which one is it? It's not cheating. It got to it, be money. It's not cheating. It's, it's money. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go irreconcilable differences. Oh, I know. I know. I'm so fired. I, I, okay, so <laughs> since she's not gonna tell me, I'm gonna tell everybody what it is, and you're gonna just gonna have to believe me. What is it? Mo turned into a lesbian. Oh, that could happen because okay. you said, who, me? Mo Show. Yeah. Mo yeah. Show. Mo Show. Yeah. She fell we'll in love. with that. Just call me Mo Love. She, yeah, she fell in love with one of the bridesmaids. <laughs> she couldn't keep her eye off of it as the Cut My Wrist song was playing. <laughs> and she uh, she was like, I got to leave you because uh, I like um, I like Sarah. Sarah. You called her. You called her. Sarah, I love you. Shout out. Yeah, I love you, Sarah. Because, <laughs> Mo, you can hear how attractive she is. She knows it. Of course. This guy was da- this guy was marrying above his, his weight class, you can tell. And she just was like, she ain't having it. And Mo has not yet found a man that could match what she offers. Mm. So she's a lesbian. And there's nothing wrong with that. That's cool. And she's got her own website. And she's an OnlyFans site. <laughs> That's the thing. All right. Thank you for listening, Mo. Appreciate it. Good luck. Thank you. Bye. Right, we'll see ya. I don't know what song that is. You know what song that is? I don't. I've never heard Mountain of it before. Goats. My first wedding. You know, so that's another thing. Like, like if she would have said that, because she did, she went along with it. 
said begrudgingly she went along with it but still she went along with it because that's kind of funny and it's your moment it's 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 nobody else exists that night it's just you uh and that's the problem with weddings is everybody thinks it's their wedding especially the family because it's just a spectator sport it's it's they think it's your, they think it's theirs that's why you should never have a big wedding you just elope and you spit you just send people tell people to send you money destination my first wedding that i had for my first wife um we played uh, highway to hell as our entrance song Look what happened. Look what happened. It's power and stuff you speak. Well, I don't know. I mean, it was amicable, the reason we split up, and she's cool and we're friends and it's all good, but that has nothing to do with it. But it was the point of that people, there were people there that, like my mother, had a problem with it. They're like, I can't believe, Jake's, I can't believe that you played that hell song. It's horrible. You know, like, it's funny. Because it's supposed to be happy and you're saying y'all getting ready to go to hell. Do you know how difficult it is to pick music for a wedding? Like wedding DJs, I have the utmost respect for. It is virtually impossible to have a song for everything. And there are very few songs out there for mother dances. Like there's literally three. There's Boys to Men. There's, I guess, Tupac and Danzig, right? I mean, <laughs> Tupac. <laughs> They're the only three mother songs that exist. Well, it's not that many daddy songs either. But at least I have a few good ones to pick from, Luther and Beyonce. Were you planning on getting married anytime soon? No, but I have me a wedding song playlist in my phone. So if I do, I already have me some music ready. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I'm proactive. You're really proactive. Like mm-hmm. you don't even have a man, but you have a playlist. <laughs> <laughs> you think TT is going to uh, pop the question? No, I told him not to. Late at night when his penis stretches across the country, he's going to have a <laughs> ring on the end of it. <laughs> no, I'm not ready. I'm not ready. He's going to say, he's going to text you, will you marry me? And then you're going to look out the window and it's going to wink. No, 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 no. Nelson said he had a blunder at his wedding. Yeah, I um, I was so nervous and we got married at an island. So we went down to St. Lucia and the woman that was officiating the wedding had like an accent, a little bit of an accent. And as she said my ex-wife's name, she said, I take you, Rosemarie. Her name's Rosemary. And mm-hmm. I out loud, it's on the tape, it's everything on the video. I called her Rosemary. Oh, I, like I mimic, I parroted it. Uh huh. I didn't mean to, but I was just like so focused <laughs> on saying everything right and getting it right that I said it exactly the way she said it. Did you feel like you were like racist? A little bit, yeah. <laughs> yes, I did. There are certain names that you have to pronounce with the accent. <laughs> so I get it. I'm not going to beat you up on it. <laughs> When I was hosting that tennis tournament in Atlanta, uh, one of the years it was sponsored by Mizuno, which was at the time, uh, or I think it still is, headquarters is there. And the president, I had to introduce him to do the coin toss. And, you know, it was like 2,500 people there and a microphone guy. And I was like, ladies and gentlemen, doing a ceremonial coin toss is Hawazi Honoruso. You know, no. And I stopped after I was like, oh my God, that's horrible. Why did I say it? I didn't even know I was saying it like that. My wife texts me and goes, what was that? Okay. Like, oh, damn. Was that on? <laughs> Nobody came up to me. Thank God. But I felt horrible. Oh, but it was like no. just certain names. This lady down uh-huh. there, you know, got the whatever. Well, just the way she said it was very pretty, too. She had a very nice delivery. Rosemary. Did you get some of these off Reddit? Uh, yes. These are like bad what are these? Cre- this is pro- this was proposals that I had pulled here. So like we're before we even get to the wedding, just disasters. My husband proposed a weed-induced blanking session, 
You should, you know, I if I'm going to rip and read, you probably oh, should strike that. Gotcha. Uh, my husband proposed a weed-induced banging session. I said yes, and he never remembered afterwards. We got married anyways. Oh. How is that a proposal? Yeah, how is it? I thought you said these were proposals. That is, he proposed during a weed-induced oh, session. Oh, I got it. Oh, my, yeah. So he was out of his mind. Mm-hmm. And she's like, will you marry me? And he didn't mean it, and she said yes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> now they're getting married. <laughs> how many people accidentally got married? That would be, that'd be oh, a great. Oh, no. You know, where, where somebody says something, mm-hmm. you know, says, alludes to it, and you're like, yes, and then they feel stuck and they marry you anyway. Isn't that the whole going to Vegas and out of your mind, get married and don't know it? Like hangover? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Would, you, would you go to Vegas or you want a big wedding? <sighs> no, I would not go to Vegas. I want to do a destination. When I do finally get married, I want a destination wedding, fly over, do it. Nobody has to come except my dad. I will tell you, that is very you. Yeah. Okay. But I'll also tell you, people that do destination weddings are horrible, horrible people. They Why? are the scum of the earth. Yes. Why? It is so rude and disrespectful that you feel... That you're so important that other people need to not only pull out tons of money, but jump through hoops to go to some island to watch you get married, which we all know is going to end in five years. So guess what? You have it all wrong because nobody has to come because I'm not inviting anybody. I simply just said no one has to be there but my father. Everybody else, I'm simply going to tell you where I'm going. If you show up, great. If you don't, I don't care. But knowing you, you want prizes. People will can cash app or Venmo you prizes now. They can mail them to your house off of Amazon wedding registry. They don't have to show up at my wedding to give me a I, gift. I will tell you, though, there's something about opening up that stuff because 75% of it sucks. <laughs> <laughs> but but if, you, if you really want to learn about people that you think are close to you, mm-hmm. that you just ponied up $100 or so ahead, <laughs> you get married just for principle and see what they give you. I had somebody that I thought highly of that had deep pockets give me a plastic margarita pitcher that had little chili peppers on it that I, like, <laughs> two weeks later saw at JCPenney on sale for $4.99. Oh, no. Maybe they were running low. Sometimes people think people have money that they don't have. In the radio business, you'll find a lot of people, I don't know necessarily anymore, but back in the day, you'd find a lot of free items in the promotional closet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're like, oh my God, I can't believe you gave me the latest sync CD for my wedding. <laughs> so much appreciated. I could have never gone out and bought that myself. Uh, this is, what is this? This is another proposal. Drunk at a rock festival with a ring made of two pieces of grass knotted together. That's sweet. She said yes, and I realized that made a terrible mistake. Oh my goodness. Where's the rest of the story, though? Did they say, no, I'm just kidding? No, that's just that. That's all the story that they gave out on the. My ex cheated on me. We broke up, spoke some, and I decided to work on it. It had been at that point a two year relationship and just a week away from Valentine's Day. I refused to sleep with him again until he got tested. I didn't think he actually had something, but he did an incurable something. He came over, told me I cried. I said something to the effect of, if I have this, I'm ruined for anyone else. Well, if you have the SD, STD, you want to get married. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> that's, a, that's actually pretty smart. Wow. Because they have dating websites for people with certain STDs. Mm-hmm. They do? Sexually yes. transmitted diseases, yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. that's like, gross. If you're a herpy uh, guy and, and you've got class about yourself, you want to find a herpy girl. You don't want to go spread that somewhere else. Well, I mean, I guess that's true. When a friend of mine was getting married... 
uh, her, because her and her husband now, they went through a lot of stuff. And one of the things he said in their, like, vow exchange, he's like, you know, for sickness and health, I'll take you. And he's like, regardless of all the dangerous things I've put you through. And I remember thinking, why would he say that at this wedding? Everybody may not know that you're a little drunk dealer and you're doing all these things. You're just going to tell all her business. She has people here that might not know that. She married a drug dealer. She did. <laughs> it was her choice. But everybody didn't know that. Some people thought he was like a salesman. You know, they say they're in sales and stuff like that. So when he said that during their exchange, I was like. Well, what did he say again? I'm sorry. He said something like, I, I take you in sickness and health. I always love you regardless of the dangerous things I've put you through. <laughs> what, what did he put her through? Did he bring her out when he's selling drugs? I mean, She's been through a lot of stuff with him, yes. So fights, um, arrests, all kind of stuff. People breaking in their house before. She had been like held at gunpoint, tied up from bad drug, a lot of stuff. She, but the fact that he said that, I couldn't believe it. Are they still alive? They're still alive. <laughs> and they're still married. Are yes. they happy? I mean. According to what people say, a lot of people say they're happy, but they're really not. Is I it, wouldn't be in this situation. Is he still selling drugs? I don't think he is. I cannot <laughs> confirm or deny. Is she? Uh, Me and her don't, you know, we're not close as we used to be. I can answer that question. Does she work? Yes. Okay. Well, maybe the drug business isn't as good as he thought it was. <laughs> <laughs> she always has, though. Maybe, maybe he's not a very, very good drug dealer. <laughs> anyway, so uh, that guy, I think he's getting a little beat up for, you know, it was funny to them. It was their own little inside thing. It know. was, but I didn't. I don't like it. I think it was tacky, and I think it was even more tacky that his mom was there. That's Some funny. Some stuff you don't stay in front of your parents. I think that's funny. She was officiating it. Yeah, gotta have respect. Oh, and she had a tramp stamp, and she had the yeah. tattoo. You know, it's mm-hmm. they're just they're just those people. Let's play in city for. I didn't say. Yo, people. Yeah, I know them. Okay. Uh, only if you're a really sick and twisted individual, you're going to like this next story for you. Uh, cause there is, and I know, I know there's a market for it. People that like to buy things from people that have killed people. Oh, because right now there's like this crazy buying frenzy for this one individual. And I've got like the, the different items you can buy. I don't know if you can buy them online or if you have to go to the thing or if it's even over, but it's just, it always freaks me out when people are like, oh my God, I just, did you just see it? I got that uh, thing from the serial killer and it's still got blood on it. I'm going to oh. put it in my game room. Weird. Yeah, people are uh, probably doing the same thing with Jeffrey Dahmer. Yeah. 916-909-0985. You want to participate in the final hour of the program? It's the BS on 98 Rock. It's Murdaugh, right? That's Murdaugh, the, yes. The attorney in South Carolina that was just uh, sentenced to two consecutive life set life sentences yes for killing his wife and his son right yeah do you see like right after he got sentenced the other week uh his mug shot they shaved his head yes yeah. i saw that you always look more like a murderer after the mug shot there's <laughs> <laughs> just something about that mug shot that makes you look real real guilty i actually um watched a documentary to this and then it's like after i watched the documentary i start seeing all the headline stories come out because before then i never heard anything about this case how long ago did you see this documentary? I watched this documentary probably like a month ago, maybe where, two. Where? On Netflix. It's called Murdaugh Murders, A Southern Scandal. And in the, document, uh, in the documentary, they start talking about how this young girl was killed in a boating accident. Turns out his son that he shot is the one who killed the girl in this boating accident. So that started a, a series of events of them like doing things around town and covering it up because they had money. Really? Yes. So they killed this young girl. His son did. Then they, it was a did cousin. His, but his, his son didn't go to jail. 
he did not go to jail because as soon as it happened, as soon as the girl um, was killed, because what happened was they were out boating and he was drunk and they were trying to get uh-huh. him to stop driving the boat and let somebody else drive it. But he did the, this is my boat, you know, leave me alone sort of thing. And shortly after he crashed the boat, the girl gets thrown out and she dies. Wow. And his family immediately comes in and start trying to cover it up. So they're on the scene. They're at the hospital talking to people like, this is what you need to say. Well, I'm going to get to that after Waco, if I can stay awake. It's good. I didn't even know they had a documentary on this yep, guy. Yep, it's three. It's a, it's a limited series, so it's three episodes. So uh, they had this big auction. This is what I was talking about before the break is there's there's a market for this. Mm-hmm. There's people. Now, I, I'm. this is where I'm a little perplexed, though. Like, are you sick? Are you twisted? Something wrong upstairs if you dig collecting things from horrible people? Or are you a good collector that knows that there's value in it. I think it depends on the story. Because for this one, I've seen a lot of people that are trying to grab things. It's because they've been following it so closely. So they just want to say they have something. Yeah, because these things are just uh, things that you can, everyday items like that. They, they auctioned off a Yeti cup, mm-hmm. which sold for $400. Uh, one cup? Yeah, so this guy is a murderer, double murderer. Yes, he is. And now his Yeti cup's worth $400? There's just something, it just doesn't add up. I think it's just Weird. because people want something because it's, it's a high-profile case. What's wrong with you? That's, I mean, if, who, who, if people could grab something from probably OJ, they would have. Uh, yeah, but OJ's OJ. But any, and he wasn't convicted. But everything now that's high-profile, that's in the news, that's on Netflix, people want a part of it. Beer koozie? A Murdoch beer koozie? No way. $500. No way. Yep, true story. <laughs> That's God. crazy. Mounted antlers, not the ones that I was trying to sell earlier. <laughs> $10,000. I was going to say oh. $1,000. $10,000. $10, well, because it'd be something that a killer killed. Uh, yeah, because this was his hunting house. Mm-hmm. Right? Or there's a hunting, what does it say? It was a hunting property called Moselle. Uh, $10,000 for deer. A furniture set went for $30,000. 30 grand just because this guy's... Like, what does that say about you? That you have money... First off, that you're buying a furniture set used for $30,000. I mean, that's not a very smart financial move, just in general. <laughs> well, actually, let's... Maybe the furniture might be. Find nice furniture. Let's just go to the deer antlers. $10,000. It's not a good financial move to buy deer antlers for $10,000. You can go to like TJ Maxx and get them for, pff, wait till they put that red tag on it for $9.99, <laughs> right? But because like you're going to, you're going to what? Display it in your house. And then when people come over, you have to tell them what it is because it doesn't scream this guy. Mm-hmm. You have to say, hey, do you want to see my prized possession? Exactly. And then you have to brag about how much you paid for him, which is real douchey. And then you go, <laughs> yeah. The Murdoch guy, you know, the guy that murdered his innocent wife and son. These were these were his. (laughs) Right. (laughs) It's a conversation piece for some people. I mean, it might be good conversation in their houses. I get Mm -hmm. I I like I like to go to estate sales and yard sales and I'm a big other people's junk is my treasure type of guy and uh, like antiquing in certain places and uh, Mount Dora, Florida, which is a, a cool little quaint town in Florida. Um, has a lot of antiquing and stuff, but there are some of these places in there that would have like back in the day racist items, you know, mm-hmm. where the black face, 
your stereotypical, which this was probably like what the forties, maybe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know where they had like the the big lipped guy or something like that on jars and, and stuff like it, that. Yeah, they were they were on pro- people bought this stuff. Yeah. And they're selling it at the antique store, and I'm just I I would go to the side and I just watch to see if anybody would buy it because mm-hmm. I was going to ask him like. What are you going to do with this? <laughs> My grandfather had some of that stuff. What did he do with it? It was salt and pepper shakers. They, he like was a collector of salt and pepper shakers. So when he died, my father tasked me with selling the stuff on eBay. And I said, Dad, I'm, I'll sell everything but these. Like It was six of them. And it was the like the classic Sambo iconography and the, the, the mammy, mm-hmm. um, the old stereotypes. Right. And they were salt and pepper shakers. So there was a, they were paired up. The, the, like, is, what do you say to hear over somebody say, pass me the salt and pepper, please? Oh, these are interesting. What are these? Well, these are racist salt and pepper shakers that are that are in my collection, and and they're, they're are they worth anything? Like a hundred dollars. Oh. I mean, they're really expensive. I mean, they're, they're, but we're using them. Okay. Salt and pepper in them is good. So does it make you racist that you use them? I think yeah, right. I think it. I think like, it does. You would have to use both salt and pepper not to be racist, right? You couldn't just use salt and not the pepper. Just the salt and not the pepper. Crazy. That's how you tell if your guest is racist when they're using the racist salt and pepper shakers. But I'll only take salt, please. Look at Nelson. He about to fall out over there. Did you throw them away? I don't know what to do with them. Oh, I still, still have, have they're still them. they're in the, on a shelf in in my garage because I don't know what to do with them. I found that there was a woman in uh, where I'm from that was like collecting it, and she was like as a part of uh, Black History, and she was black. I don't know if that matters, but like, I felt like donating them to her because she was like, "Hey, I'm looking for this kind of stuff. I don't want this stuff to be destroyed in the interest of history." But I'm like, I don't, I can't sell it to anybody. Why don't you take it to one of those uh, barbecues you have at uh, <laughs> Friday night where you guys light some crosses? When I got the white hood on, and yeah, that was the joke. Yeah. Oh yeah. no! Thanks for breaking it down. Oh no! I didn't feel like she got it there. It oh, she got it. What? Uh, what about like uh, Nazi stuff? There's a there's a huge market for that. And again, I think walking in somebody's house mm-hmm. is like, oh look, here's Hitler's underwear. You know, like you don't know it's his underwear, but you got to tell him that it's Hitler's underwear. We saw that Burt Kreischer did it between him and Tom Segura, right? Tom Segura bought him Hitler's cup. Did he really? Yeah, because they go back and forth on birthdays to try and one-up each other in price. So he said he had to go through like six different guys and couldn't even tell who he bought it from. Cost him north of $25,000 for a teacup. I would feel uncomfortable just asking somebody where I could find it. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) I would never do that. I'm a collector of the most horrible things that have ever been on earth. That's that's my niche. (laughs) Can you tell me what to order? Yeah, where do I find this at? Is there a website that I can go to that I won't be tracked by the government? All right. Fourth and final round of headlines. What do you got, Nikki? I'm going to tell you what prehistoric meals scientists have come up with and why people are asking a man with 500 kids to stop. All right. Get you that here in just a minute. It's the BS on 98 Rock. Stand by for news. News, 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 news. It's time for today's top two. Headlines. Read all about it, baby. Extra, extra. Read all about it. Headlines. Here we go. Fourth and final round of headlines, Miss Nikki D. If you want to try a real caveman diet, this may be your meal. H7. These are cells that are often obtained from an animal and then grown. We can take a, an almond sized, about the size of the tip of your little finger. We can take that small biopsy from an animal and then produce enough food to, to feed cities and countries. Scientists in Australia. 
what? Australia. <laughs> Where's that at? Australia. <laughs> Scientists in Australia. <laughs> they used a mammoth <laughs> DNA and created what they're calling a woolly mammoth meatball. Now, basically, this was the DNA of a woolly mammoth and an elephant. They used that to fill in the gaps. And they made a meatball in the lab. Now, the thing is, it was the size of a cantaloupe, but nobody has tasted it. And the reason why they did this is because they're trying to um, curate a protein that won't come from a living animal. But our immune systems might react crazy to it, so nobody can eat it. Well, also, they have a different palate down there in Australia. Australia. I don't know why it's so hard for me to say Australia. I don't know either. So it's 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 for our own good. They the woolly mammoth protein, I guess. Yeah, no, I wouldn't. Where do these people either. get these jobs? Right, it's like they waste all this time doing nothing. I, it's awesome. Like I have so much respect for you. How do you find that gig? <laughs> what do you do for a living? I make woolly mammoth meatballs that nobody can eat. That nobody eats. But I just <laughs> spend my whole life researching woolly mammoth meatballs. <laughs> That's the stupidest thing I've ever heard. I think the coolest thing about it was that they have woolly mammoth DNA. Now, I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, they got all that. Have you seen Jurassic Park? They got it all. Mm-hmm. Jurassic Park wasn't real. Well, they got the DNA. I mean, they find the stuff. Like, didn't they find a, a dinosaur that long ago was like in perfect, it was like intact. Yeah, right. I saw that. Frozen. Uh-huh. So they could get like actual pieces of it to check it out. And see right. how wrong we were. Yeah. And so somebody's going to clone it eventually. They probably will try, and then that's going to be the end of us all. Yeah, but this is all just leading up to lab-grown meat, right? Yes. And I'm here for lab-grown meat. I don't want lab-grown meat. We already got enough Mm-mm. stuff that's grown crazy. Well, because lab-grown meat then eventually means we're going to have lab-grown kidneys, hearts, lungs. You know what I mean? First we learn on animals, and then we don't have to we don't have to full-on clone people. But if you need a new liver, wouldn't it be nice to have your liver and then not have to have the uh, the suppression? therapy afterwards i want to know why they picked a woolly mammoth like out of all the (laughs) out of all the animals that i'm sure it's not easy to get the woolly mammoth dna unless they work at the woolly mammoth store you know you would think that it would be easier to get dna from a squirrel Mm. all right so we're gonna reproduce a squirrel maybe i don't i don't know the whole start small yeah in the backyard go get the squirrel yeah maybe they did the woolly mammoth for, for it to be like gigantic just for symbolism the gigantic meatball. Meatball, right? Say that it's a big meatball. That's a big meatball. <laughs> so that's I, I, I when I when I thought I when I saw the mammoth meatballs, I thought it was like a, a mammoth testicle they were eating. No, I they seriously, didn't. I thought that's what the story. Did you not you <laughs> think the same thing? Right where my mind went. Yes. It's like, what kind of story is this? You no. fry that? Who's trying to clone a mammoth ball? <laughs> so weird. All right, go ahead. A cereal sperm donor is facing some legal issues, but he's just drinking milk. H eight. Hi, thank you for watching a new video blog. Drinking raw milk is drinking pure life. I love raw milk because it is pure. It is alive. The grass that the cows eat is alive. And Jonathan Mayer is alive. John Mayer? That's his name. (laughs) Oh, it's a wonderland there. And he has fathered over 550 children, allegedly, but he has donated this much sperm in all these sperm banks in uh, Dutch. And over there, it's illegal. (laughs) No, you didn't. Uh, Well, according to Dutch guidelines. So it's illegal (laughs) over there, though, to... uh, Stop laughing. It's illegal over there. (laughs) I can't finish my story when you do that. It's illegal over there, 
All right. To father more than 25 children. So you can't just go around donating sperm wherever you want to. It's it's illegal. And you can't even impregnate more than a dozen women the normal, natural way. So right now, a lady who um, got some of his sperm for one of her impregnations, she's suing him because the police aren't doing anything about it. They're not arresting him and they just want him to stop. So I'm sorry. Where is this taking place? This took place in the hog and he now lives in Kenya. In the hog? Yeah, that's what it's called, you, the hog. I thought you said he's in Dutch. Well, the Dutch... Where's Dutch at? D- Dutch is in... um, <laughs> it's, oh, it's overseas. <laughs> that's not an incorrect... <laughs> you always mess up my not, If you're an optimist, <laughs> she's the smartest person in the room. <laughs> oh, my God, no. Is, is Dutch a country? No, well, Dutch isn't a country. It's a... Um, city, Dutchville. No. Oh, my gosh. It's a town. It's a state. No, it's a... Um, Providence. It's a, a culture. It's a culture. Yeah. The Dutch culture. Right. The, and they have guidelines. Uh, they, they, what kind of guidelines? They just donate a lot of sperm. You can't. Oh, okay. That's the point of the story. But I'm curious, like, geographically speaking, where is uh, Dutchville? The, it's, it's over in the UK. It's in the UK? Oh. Yeah. Okay, excellent. All right. What do they speak? <laughs> They speak Dutch. Oh, they speak Dutch in Dutchville. <laughs> Do they like any certain type of waffles by any chance? No. Oh. Maybe Belgium waffles? <laughs> At the Neverlands Ranch? <sighs> he has not commented on this issue in which him going around doing all this donating. I really wanted to talk about that story, but the Dutch thing just really tied me up. Sorry. <laughs> I find it very interesting. It's like a, a Law & Order SVU uh, episode with John Stamos, where he just impregnated all these women, and at the end, spoiler alert, all the mothers and their kids showed up and confronted him. It's oh, my be- God. One of the best episodes oh, they've oh. ever done. I hadn't seen that one. And he, and he, and he, and he was paying for everybody. Kind of like Nick Cannon. Nick Cannon's got like 850 oh, children. So many kids. And, and he it, said, don't question them. It, yeah, well, and you shouldn't. And, you know, I'm not a huge Nick Cannon fan, but he says, he says, that he was asked in an interview recently how much he pays them per month, and he says, I don't pay them anything per month. I give them whatever they need. Yep. Mm-hmm. That does. was a great answer. Yep. Because that's what you need to do. If you just take care of your children, most women won't ask you for monthly allowances. But I want to know how he has this much money. He's not that big of a deal. Because he was the head of programming at Nickelodeon, and oh. he's the, he's a high-up guy at MTV now. What are mm-hmm. the residuals from Drumline? No, he has. <laughs> big bucks, baby. <laughs> he has way more money than that. <laughs> oh, and what, 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 wilding out, wilding out, wilding out is still paying going. That guy, wilding out is still going. That's his show. Paying yes. that man. Yeah, that's a good show. It is a good show. I've like, been to a live taping. I like when they have those little kids on there, and they get there's a there's one a video viral. This little girl comes up there and just roasts this guy. <laughs> just oh, destroys him. All right, last minute calls, comments, concerns. Yeah, 916-909-0985. That is your phone number. Uh, if we have time, I'll tell you about how Nikki D almost ruined my go-to spot here in oh Roseville. If not, I will save it for tomorrow. We'll see. It's the BS on 98 Rock. As always, we appreciate you listening. It's the BS here on 98 Rock. My name's Jason Bailey. There's Nikki D. That's me. And there is Nelson. Mm-hmm, thank you. Please remember to download the Odyssey app. It's very simple. Uh, If you have an iPhone, you know where to go. And if you have an Android, you know where to go. I don't think you have to tell people how to download the apps anymore. 
Uh, so before we get out of here, got a quick story for you, which I'll probably bring up again tomorrow just because it's so damn good because I, I, I still haven't processed what happened last night. Um, my my go One of my go-tos, I guess now that I'm a native and that I own a house here. It's not one of, it's your go-to. Well, I know, but I didn't want to exclude anybody else that <laughs> I might go to. But I love me Mel's. I love Mel's Diner. I love it, love it, love it, love it, because they have so much to choose from. They have the best blue cheese. Their lettuce is crisp and fresh. Uh, their service is great. It's subpar. <laughs> last, it's okay. not great. So last <laughs> night we go, we we go. Like they've Nikki has not allowed me to go in a couple days because I'd go every day and every night. <laughs> I love. I mean, you have like no idea the infatuation I have with Mel's Diner. So uh, I think it reminds me like when I was young and I go with my grandmother and that's kind of food we'd eat. Okay. Well, I'll give you that. Gr- I'll give you that. We would go to Friendly's all the time. And I don't okay. know if Friendly's exists or if anybody even knows what a Friendly's is, but it was like a, it was a sit down restaurant. It was kind of like a Red Robin. It was, uh, you would have boost, but yet you had a soda bar, like an old school soda bar. So they did milkshakes and ice cream, oh, Friendly's ice cool. cream. Friendly still exists. And you get burgers, right? The burgers were good. My grandmother's always, she'd always order a, a hamburger patty. She called it a patty. Patty. Hamburger patty. So anyway, so maybe that's why I like it so much, because it's got that vibe to it. So we go last night. Nikki D allows me to go last, uh, last night, because she's like, it's raining, it's close to home. So we go, and we're, Nelson was finishing up at work. He mm-hmm. stayed behind. So we were waiting for, well, I was going to wait for Nelson. This is how it started, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> we sit down, and we order, you know, you water go. and tea and all that stuff. And then she comes over, and then Nikki D becomes Nikki D, and she's like, so I want a house salad, but I don't want the big house salad. I want the smaller one. Hold the peppers, hold the tomatoes, but I need you to add cheese, but I want the cheese of the different colors cheese. I'm like, Jesus And you follow me. Uh, Well, no, I did not at first. I said to you, I go, and she walks away, and she goes to get her salad. I said, Aren't we waiting for Nelson? I did say that. He said, are, are you ordering food? I'm like, I just got a side salad. The same as getting an appetizer. I'm starving. Well, salad is not an appetizer, first of all. It the, is. The you eat it before your meal. It doesn't matter. You also walk in the door before you go to the meal. Too. Anything like, you eat before your meal is an appetizer. So if I have a mint, that's an appetizer? You didn't order it from the restaurant. What if I ate a booger? Oh, Oh, Would that be an appetizer? Be disgusting. It might be some, yours. Tell somebody, like, what are you doing? I'm having an appetizer. No, no, you have anyway. to order it from the restaurant, okay. period. Okay, so I was going to wait for you. Thank you. I did. I made a fuss about it, too. But did I wonder he wait, why though? She, but I wonder, well, you pressured him, probably. Oh, pure wow, pressure. my fault. Yeah, it was pure pressure. <laughs> my fault. So she goes, I, you don't do it, I'm going to shoot you. I got a gun right now. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> that's why you texted me, I just ordered a side salad. Bailey said, I'm rude. I was like, you're rude about the salad? I didn't know what yeah. you meant by that. You're texting him at the table? Yeah, I texted him and told him. Because you felt guilty. I didn't feel guilty. I was simply letting him know I ordered a salad. How long is it going to take you to get here? Oh, I don't know why I brought this up right now. Because we don't have time. (laughs) I I honestly thought you were going to be mad. You were mad at me. So that's why she was telling me. (laughs) No. No, I wasn't mad. I was, you know, I appreciate you for doing you know, what you have to do and get it done. I'll wait for you. That's no problem. That's why I send her what to order me. I go, just order this. So I didn't say me, so he's not mad at me, but that's what I was thinking. I don't want him to yell. Poor Nelson. I don't want him to mess up Mel's for him. No, it was fine. I, I enjoy Mel's. I just like sit there. Anyway, so the, the, the young lady that came over, Nikki just had a problem with her right out of the gates for whatever reason. I think it's because she's Latino. 
No, I think it's because she didn't even know what they sold at the restaurant. Be honest. You asked for your super special sweet tea, give me a lemon, but don't have no sugar in it. I want my own sugar. What did she tell you? We don't have sweet and low. No, she says, we have sugar. Yeah. I said, I'd like sweet and low. She goes, well, all we have is sugar. That's what she said. On every table, there's sugar, sweet and low, Splenda. So this girl works here. She doesn't even know what they sell but or you, what they have. But you don't get mad at someone because they're, they're silly like that. I was not mad. I'm telling you how things started off with our waitress. Well, it actually started off before that when we asked her about the app. <laughs> she didn't know nothing about that either. So <laughs> since I've been here, I've been to Mel's a lot. So if they give you points, you know, like for this app... I'd probably own half of the restaurant. Yes. And we walk in and we see, we've never seen it before, but it's been there, I'm sure. But you brought it up on the car ride going there. Exactly. And it's it exists. There's an app that you can download for Mel's Diner and you get points, but you have to pay on the credit card that you put on the app. Exactly. And then like you get $5 off almost every time. Some, anyway, it's a, it's a rewards program. I was mm-hmm. so excited about it. I was tickled pink. That Mel's has a rewards program. He was. Because he had just asked for it. Literally, we walked through the door and there was this huge billboard. And I'm like, wow, you really are a little prophetic there, aren't you? Yeah, I, was, I said, Boom. I, what did I say? I go, Mel's needs an app because the rewards and, and it existed. I was like, that's pretty cool. So I, I asked them how it worked and they, nobody, nobody knew. They, nobody knew. <laughs> they didn't know that they had one. They, no clue. They got, when she says it's a giant sign, it's right when you walk in the door. It's mm-hmm. a gigantic poster board that says, scan here, get the app. But our waitress never seen it. Okay. That's, that doesn't mean, that doesn't give you the green light to be mean, though. I was not mean. Oh. Why, why am all of a sudden I'm so mean and you're so nice? It's just life. No, it's not. <laughs> it's. I mean, come on. There, Nelson, let's be honest. There are some times when she turns into Ursula the sea bitch. <laughs> I just want things to be right when I am paying for them. I was not getting anything for free. All right, well, I don't know why. We got we got to go, and I got yeah, I'll, I'll pick this. I'll 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 have to redo the story tomorrow, and I'll I'll because I didn't even get to the part where Ursula came out. Oh no! I mean, look, and scared me. Yes, yes. I've never seen you panic like that before. I never seen him do that either. That's why I was so shocked. Uh, the Odyssey app. Download it. Get our podcast, please. Please, please, please. We get them up right after the show. Uh, if you missed any portion of the program and you're into it, hopefully you are. We're having a good time. We love it here. Uh, I know there's a few naysayers. I know. It's like, you five trolls. Trust me. What's your, anything that you post online, a million people have done it before. I've seen it. Been there. It's old. Get a new, get a new movie. Get a new gig. I don't even see your post, and I'm just being honest. Uh, TheBaileyShow.com <laughs> is also our website, and uh, at Listen to the BS. So that's social media. If you please follow us on the Instagram and the Facebook. We're big on the social media, and we're big on the podcast. All right, Nikki D, you got anything before we get out? I am not Ursula. I'm actually sweet. Ursula the sea bitch. Are we off to Mel's, then? Yes. No. no. All right, no. not with her. No. All right, you got anything before we get out? No, that's. I just want to know if we're going back for a bacon, lettuce, and avocado. All right, look, have yourself a great, safe rest of your evening. We'll talk to you tomorrow at 3. Bye!